Legendaries, and welcome to episode 118 of RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop role playing games, and we comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am John Max Leoshlo, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and sleepy time judge. Along with me, as usual, is the DM who monetizes your experience points, Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. That's How are right, you today, sir. You've actually, you've actually done that. I've done that. I have I have monetized experience points with Mount, cans of Mountain Dew. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> a whole wall locker full of them. <laughs> a whole wall locker full of Mountain Dew. It's like my own PX. It was great. Yes. <laughs> oh, how is everybody doing today? We've got Fat Apparently Gamer people here are early. Ads. here early. Fladley. Nerdy Ogre. We've got L. Doc Fearsome. Hello. That lady got... Uh... Got the evil eye. Had a had a comment directed at him. <laughs> oh, what kind of comment? Uh, it's from last week's uh, segment. Just when I when a truffles truffle writes these long mega <laughs> comments, which I read, but I can't always respond to. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, sometimes I think that uh, that people have expectations and i'm not saying this is truffle i'm saying this is what i've run into for well, at least for the last couple of months but probably for the last couple of years people have this expectation that we work for a university really? so that we're re required to cite all our sources or something no we're co we're commentators <laughs> like you know i i get it if you don't like exactly everything we say or like no actually it was 1952 and it was right here and not this like whatever and one of the things that came up last week uh, was about uh, I think you had said that uh, decoupling gender from sex in 2015 is like one of the problems or whatever. I forget. I, I barely remember what we talked about last week. Uh, maybe it was a comment. I'm not sure. And it's like, no, it was actually 1960. No, actually, it was 1500s. Okay, look. Let me put this in context. I'm actually giving away one of the answers I'm going to give to a comment during segment two. For the purposes of our conversation, which is about, oh, um, tabletop role-playing games, it was around 2015. For the, for the uh, purposes of it being the decoupling, it started in the 1960s with uh, postmodernism nonsense. Again, look up, uh, I, I forget the guy's first name, it's either Al Alan or Adam or Andrew, whatever, Kinzinger and Dr. John Money, and look, it's that nonsense there. Was gender as a word used prior to then? Yes, but not in the same. No, it was it, it was more of a of a literary technique than it was an actual definition of anything. 
Yeah, it was the, it meant the same thing as sex. I mean, yeah. let, let's just be honest. It was the, it was the same thing as sex. It was it wasn't until the, you know the academia tra- got a hold of it and the postmodernists got a hold of it, and it was a big long thing about correcting that. I was like, but none of that needed to be corrected. It, we weren't talking about the specifics of when that happened in you know the university lexicon. We were talking about how it happened in the game, and really, this stuff. I believe it started sooner, but the the focus where you could just see it in your face started around 2015. So I wasn't, I was going to argue against that. Like everything's contextual. So, uh, but yeah, uh, but a, a bunch of truffle had a bunch of great points in there as well. I just, like I said, didn't have time to, <laughs> to comment, but I remember that one's like, like you, uh, anybody who watches this show is going to think you're all a bunch of nut jobs now for putting that comment up there. I'm like, eh. no, I don't think they will. Well, no, People, people who uh, who are fixated on on that specific fact are going to yeah. think we're not jobs anyway. So, whatever, doesn't really matter. But then, uh, then L, I guess, had thirty seven vid- uh, commercials or something. I hope that was hyperbolic. But if not, just know that I don't control the commercials that YouTube puts up. Number one, ad blocker. Number two, YouTube does it on its own. What do you want from me? Yeah. Even if I were to say no, I don't want any yeah. ads. It'll they'll still run them. Yeah, I, I had a couple of videos where I didn't have ads. And uh, it's like, Max, you're an asshole for monetizing that video. You're monetizing somebody's uh, discomfort or whatever the hell it was. I'm like, I didn't monetize that video. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah what, what a lot of people don't understand is that even if you do not monetize a video, YouTube will monetize it for themselves. Well, can, not will, but can. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the, the only real way around that is if I plug my own. Remember back when you guys did Legion with Week live stream, I'd plug yeah. the, 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 the commercials in between each segment yes. so it didn't cut off a segment. Eh, that was work. <laughs> that was work. Fuck it. YouTube can do it on its own. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, well, other than that, we didn't get a lot of comments for surprisingly. Got some decent views, but. I'm sorry. Um, if, if you can't tell, I'm a little low energy today. I'm trying to get the caffeine to kick in, but it's not working. Uh, it's not getting a lot of sleep right now. Completely didn't do all this stuff I'm supposed to do for the live stream until, I don't know, about 20 minutes ago. So, yeah. you know, there's that. I didn't get to bed until 2.30 last night. And I didn't wake up until 12.30 today. Yeah, so we're going to have a we're gonna have a sleep stream. How about that? Yeah, it's going to be a low energy stream today. Well, hey, no, we got to fix that, though. You do realize that we have competition today with the stream, right? No, competition. GM's, GM's Elkova is streaming right now. Aaron Tepedantic is back and decided to step on our toes. He's streaming right now. <laughs> yeah. I have actually two expired five-hour energy drinks in the fridge. <laughs> expired? That that No, no, no. For five-hour energy, it means distilled. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there you go. Concentrated. Uh, yeah, I could have done that. I should have done that. I was thinking about doing that for the 24-hour stream back in November, but I, I didn't need it. So. Yeah, believe it or not, though, though, there's one energy drink that I find that works for me that doesn't give me the shakes, but I don't really like energy drinks. And it doesn't taste like, you know, a ball sack. And that's, uh, I think it's Monster? No, not Monster. No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Monster. It isn't the one big M. I forget what the what the name of They got it at work. It's like two bucks, though. I bought one can for two bucks, and it got me through a day. And I said, yeah, I'm not paying for that again but i was awake without the jitters so that was nice it does what it's supposed to do right so yeah you. yeah i'm sure there's crap in there that i'm not supposed to be oh yeah there's crap in everything i'm supposed to be so all right uh so uh, what am i supposed to ask oh i'm supposed to ask how your week was how was your week 
let's see what happened. Oh, um, yesterday, uh, my son had a, uh, karate belt advancement test and, uh, all city concert. So yesterday was a, was a long day. He did, did he, well did he, did he win at the concert and play well at the, at the tournament? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Good. All right. That sounds like an exciting week. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Christmas gifts have been coming in from Amazon when the onesies, twosies area, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm getting all that, uh, set up my, my cousins. Uh, he's not, he's not going to watch this cause he doesn't watch YouTube. But uh, set him up with a Roku device so he can access, you know, smart TV stuff because he doesn't have a smart TV. I have I have a smart TV. I never use it. It's mm. got more dust on it than. It's, I, everything I do when it comes to TV is off my tablet or my computer. All right. Well, he doesn't. He's fifth. 50, 58, 58, 60. I mean, don't, to be fair, I wouldn't have even had this smart TV if it didn't come at the house. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. He has an HD TV, but it was right on the, his, his, his parents got it right on the cusp of when high definition TVs were all transitioning to smart. Mm. So he's got a high definition TV, but no, no actual smart features. I don't have accounts for anything anymore. So most of my smart features don't matter. It's like, oh, Netflix. Oh, that, oh, that. At least it ties to my YouTube account. I have done that a couple of times, but. Eh. Well, I'm, I'm getting him this mainly for the my Plex. So he has access to my Plex. Hmm. I'm trying That's to fair. get him to uh, downgrade his uh, internet. Downgrade it? Yeah. Right, right now he has a phone, internet, and TV from AT&T. Guess how much okay. he's paying per month? I, I don't, I don't even. I mean, I, I know what I pay, and well, then again, I don't have TV or. Oh no, I do have phone through there. Wait, did, are you cell phone or? Uh, nope. nope. Oh, Home normal. Phone. Phone. I don't know, one hundred twenty. And that's even way more than I'm paying. Oh, then. Pfft. Yeah, downgrade. What? Yep. How? does he live i i really don't know and here here's the thing here's the thing he is he is considered a, a senior citizen so i told him listen you don't have a job you're on you're on you know pension and whatnot and uh if you don't have a job you can get free internet from comcast or from at&t or from cox or whatever you know it's a it's 30 up and five down or is it five or is it 30 down? No, uh, you th should be, th it should th be the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Other way around. Sorry. Th uh, th th 30 down and five up, but it's free. And if you lose the, 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 uh, cable and use, use my Plex, which you have access to my antenna, which means you have access to over the air television, which is all the normal local channels. Do you really need it? Well, what about, what about all the Disney plus stuff? Like I can download that. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just say what you want. I can have it in 10 minutes. I mean, you know. I mean, whatever you want. Boom, I can get it. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, you're you're burning through money like crazy. You only have so much money until you're out. 
damn it. I have to look to see how much I'm paying between the two because of my my cell phone and my internet. That's it's through the same company, and I know it's more than a hundred dollars for both of them. But that's because I also pay for my wife's cell phone. Blah blah blah. And yeah, uh, I received Platinum. I I received mine as well, and upgraded both videos. I'll be editing them in the next couple of days to do unboxing. Sweet. I am not. Cool. I'm not doing unboxing. What I did was I I put in ten books. All that stuff. And then when I got them, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's in them. Wrap it up. I'll open it on Christmas. That then I'll know. So that's my it's my Christmas surprise. I'm debating whether I'm gonna order a second. I, I found eight books. Of all the Palladium books, I found eight that I'd like to get in a Christmas surprise. But he's like, You gotta gotta put ten in there. I'm like, Yeah, but I don't want the I don't want any anymore. These are the eight. Just start at the top, go to the bottom. When I hit your ninety-five or hundred and five dollars, just stop there. I'm good. I don't want any more books. So I'm trying to find two more books to add so I can complete that list. That's fair. So HD the pirate. Dread pirate heathen dog. No survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> okay, that was good. Where? Uh, there. I bought some PDFs online. The unboxing video I made sucked. Yeah, fair. <laughs> you have to put it on a thumb drive and wrap it. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I I don't have anything this week. I was supposed to go shooting yesterday, but uh, I didn't know this. But uh, the shooting range I go to is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Except for the second Saturday of the month. What do they do then? I guess the guy who's the RS, uh, the range safety officer, he wants to spend time with his family or something that day. Oh. So uh, I didn't know that, but I didn't know that. I knew it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I got I had everything ready, everything packed to go, all good. I got <laughs> almost a thousand rounds that I've taken with me. Probably wouldn't have shot them all, but you know, just in case. Uh, and then we get there and close. Nothing. Sucked. It's a disaster. It was. I needed to get rid of some of that frustration by watching, you know, little balls go downrange at high speed. I, I get, get it. Other than that, um, yeah, Friday chill stream is pretty good. I do remember that. Can't remember much of what we talked about. <laughs> I know, I know that uh, one of the videos we watched on Friday uh, is going to be relevant for segment two today. All right, I've got nothing. I, dude, I'm I my I brain is not I know clicking. me too. I'm tired. I'm I'm hoping to get excited about because I'm I'm excited about Chaos Earth. I I love the game. I love the lore. The backstory is amazing, and to to understand how Nima turned into the Coalition, you need some of the backstory. Nerds, that's that's what we are. I'll you know it. what he didn't tell me though. I should have assumed this, but he didn't tell me it, and I've just my brain has been working the way it is. Because I didn't know I needed the Chaos Earth book for this. That's okay. None of, th none of this is in the uh, is in the main Rifts book. Nope. None of this at all. Wow. Nope. Okay. I I have I have very good uh, uh, ear protection. So <laughs> I've got to stop saying Earth on. No, that isn't why I'm out of. I'm just I'm out of it from lack of sleep. All right, let's get into um, our proclivities and then into a real segment so that Heathen Dog can wake me up. Right, so, 
Let me get this ready. You guys know what we are. But I do need to spend some time to thank all you wonderful people who help us through donations, tips, membership, super chats, super thanks. We don't get any super thanks. Nobody ever thanks us after the fact. <laughs> and of course, our tithes. That's right. Crafty's coined the term. We now have tithes. So have you tithed? If we get enough tithes, uh, I'll make a Pope hat or something. Sweet. Maybe. Well, I won't make it. I'll have my wife make it. I'll just buy it. <laughs> of course, we cannot ignore you crazy folks who uh, subscribe to Legion of Myth and hang out with us in our chats during these live streams. Maybe you guys will keep me awake today. Whether you're a chatter or a lurker, we appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Apparently, Heathen Dog streams on Twitch. I haven't seen it for like a month now. <laughs> have you? I've, I've been exporting them to uh, the YouTube channel. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I haven't. I just haven't yet. Oh. I'm more worried about the stuff going into next year. So, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> Even I haven't done shit with them. Keep doing that. Uh, but so you can join uh, Heathen Dog on Saturday. Yeah, Thursdays and Saturday. Thank you very much for the $2. Hungar the Star Variant. By the way, folks, check out his channel and his, uh, his t shirts. I don't have the link for his t shirts, but you have to buy one of his t shirts. That's a rule, it's a law. I think it's, 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 it's a federal thing, not, not, not just a state deal. Yeah. You have to buy one of his shirts. Uh, he's got three, three different styles. Oh my God. And two of them are quite hilarious. Um, anyway, on Legion, uh, sorry, twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, you can watch Heathen Dog and his team of dirty, filthy casuals play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. Nobody ever, see, that's the thing is no, nobody ever gets stream clips of you playing or anything anymore. So either you guys are too good or too boring. Which one is it? Too good. Okay. Too good. And on Fridays and Sundays, stop by Legion with YouTube channel right now, where we live stream fundamentals and overviews, tabletop role-playing games, and provide opinions and commentary on tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. Next year, that uh, that's going to change to so just a couple weeks. There's going to be a slight change to that. Not too much of one. Slight change to that. Oh, yeah. I didn't do that weird thing that you said because I didn't know who that guy was. So okay. I, just, I don't know. You said do some guy on here. I think he's a Batman guy or something. What? You know, for the thumbnail for this? Oh, no, yeah. Uh, uh, Two-Face. Harvey Dent turns into Two-Face. You know, live, oh, okay. live, live long enough to become the bad guy. That, that's yeah. what Neiman did. Yeah, I, I, don't do, I don't do comic books. I didn't know what that was. So I didn't want to look it up. Well, it's also, you know, movies. Okay, uh, I've probably watched one third. No, a quarter or a third of the MCU and DC even less. Like you haven't seen Batman Begins or Batman whatever the 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 main Christian Bale Batman's? I've seen none of the Christian Bale Batman's. What wait, the wait. fuck? Wait, is he the one that did the thing with that that guy with the mask, Bane? Yeah. I, okay, I saw that one. There you go. That's one of them. I don't it's care about superheroes, one. man. So, uh, give me a second here. Hangar shirts. There we go. I got the link. <clears throat> All right. Uh, where are we? So, oh yeah, we're we're here. I gotta set this up correctly. I'm so out of it. God, stop it! I can't even pretend to be good today. All right, for segment one today, we are starting kind of a two-part series. Well, they're gonna be two different topics, but uh, we'll we'll call it two-part series on Rifts Chaos Earthish. Maybe no, we're we're gonna kind of get into some of the background of Rifts with regard to uh, why Rifts is the way Rifts is. 
And the first one is Rift's Evolution of Evil from NEMA, which is an acronym. The only acronym in the book that Kevin doesn't actually put periods in between. <laughs> to the Coalition. And uh, if you understand uh, what, what that means, the quick version of it, NEMA tried hard and the Coalition is what the result is. And it's going to be the result of what happens if you try too hard. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. And Heathen Dog will regale us with that. If you refer to the description below, you can find links for our various Legion Myth sites on our social media, Discord, merch, etc. Please check those out, join us, and enjoy the swag. And of course, please be sure to like this video and leave a comment. Both of those actions help the channel immensely. That's right. Please bow down and pray to the YouTube gods. Or if you if that's too that's too religious for you, pay them off with your bribes. That's right. You do that through likes, subscribes, shares. And you know, super thanks work as well. Yeah. Just like in church, passing passing the plate around. Yeah. Come you, on. You give it to me, we'll skim our part off the top. Well, actually, no, YouTube skims its part off the top with its 30%. And then, you know, yep. from there, we can buy a new organ. There you go. <laughs> the charity we support is Wounded Warrior Project Crafty says the link I have in the description isn't working. So I have to check that out. But uh, I thought it was. I don't know why it wouldn't be working, but uh, it was working before. A national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. And of course, we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds and that the focus of your tabletop group should be on role-playing and having a good time. Yeah. Looking for nothing but a good time. Uh, <laughs> the core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop community are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion not forced diversity and finally rpg digest is a live stream podcast discussion not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial actually today i'm going to be sitting back relaxing and listening while heathen dog puts me to sleep with his you know nice little, little renditions his bedtime story for me Both so it'll be tones. great well i mean that actually means somebody has to sound it. manly or something but eh. oh wow that that was <laughs> i got a knock on my back you're really now. orange today I know, but that's that's because uh, most of my light comes from the TV, which is now dark because of this. Don't worry. When when I switch to the actual pages, it'll be fine. Oh, okay. But uh, as you can see on the cover of Rift's Chaos Earth is a glitter boy. It's a you subscribe. Oh, so subscribe because because the glitter boys come from Nema, and they're they were originally called Chromium Guardsmen. Every glitter boy was a Nema uh, Chromium Guardsman. Just wrap your head around that. And the, the Coalition Samus, the, the uh, flying power armor, also came from Nima. Side note, Heath and Dog has a, probably a more, a more uh, strained history with me singing Queensryche than even my wife. That's true. That's true. Uh, many, many, many times I've heard Max get, get drunk and Reich out. And Garthon. And Garthon, that's right. See, look, I'm not orange anymore. Look at that. All right, now let's zoom in a little bit. And uh, what we have to do is we have to look at a little bit of the history of Earth before the rifts. And we do that when we get to page eight. This is awesome. There I don't have go. to do anything today. I can just there kick we go. back and... December 21st, 2098. 2098. This I'll is the end of the golden age of humanity. End. For the last 50 years, humanity has been, by, by almost every metric, 
extremely prosperous. There, there has been the, uh, the technological, you know, singularity event for, for energy, which is the, which is fusion, fusion energy. And after that, all other technologies started rolling out one after another, after another, just the, the dominoes started falling, advanced bionics, uh, space systems. At, at, at this point, humanity is a decade or two away from faster than light travel. We were on the fast track to we becoming can do it. an intergalactic civilization. It was crazy. At, at, at least extrasolar, at the very least, we're going to be able to leave our solar system. You're, there, make, you're making this sound bases. like this comes to an end. It does. There's moon bases. There's a, there's a Mars base that's actually all but self-sufficient at this point. It's crazy. Technology is booming. There is no more third world countries. Almost every country in the world doesn't have a problem with food water work everyone is so much happier than they are right now it's crazy north america joined forces militarily and politically canada us and and mexico who who solved their their drug cartel problem <laughs> oh i know right this is fiction come on but they they uh, gathered together and they formed the northern american alliance in 2035. Nah. And then they created the Northern Eagle Military Alliance, NEMA. Now, what NEMA is, is the FBI, CIA, NSA all rolled into one for the entirety of North America. They were they were tapped with, with any uh, crime or, or terrorist issue or whatever that comes from outside of these three countries or traverses two or more of the countries they're called in they all but replaced the fbi as as federal investigators because they were handpicked the best of the best from all agencies across all three countries nema was no joke and most of them are all genetically engineered because genetic engineering was one of the things that the that the golden age of humanity excelled in and when I say excelled, I mean, I'm like, oh, crazies and juicers. Yeah, crazies and juicers came out at the end of the golden age. That's true. But your regular genetic engineering was, was had no downside, was all but 100% perfect, and you get uh, an extra D4. Wait, wait, and, wait, wait. Are you implying that crazies and juicers have a downside? I'm flat out saying it. Yeah. Wow. Flat out saying it. So... The world's going great, right? It's it's all it's all you know aces. Everything's coming up, coming up roses for the entire world. Technology's great. The problem is, toward the end of the golden age, the technological breakthroughs started to slow down, and people stopped for a second and realized, "Oh my God, what have we done? We have so much new technology out there. We have no uh, controls in place for many of this stuff." And people are starting to abuse them because that's what people do. They're stupid. So problems start to arise. Friction. What's an example? What's an example of something that got abused? Uh, the uh, the the juicer and the crazy the MOM conversion uh, process. It was it was broadly implemented before it was properly tested because people just trusted technology so much. So it wasn't until you got you know, hundreds of people on it, did they realize the downsides in the, in the juicer conversion? Uh, oh, wow. People die after a couple of years. That sucks. This sounds like exactly something a crazy would say. 
If you're out of one crazy, say there's no downside. Exactly right. <laughs> and then p- people who had their brains hooked up with, with bionic implants started to go nutter butters. Could have seen this coming if you had proper testing, but nah, testing's for suckers. Technology will never fail. No, it was, it was, it was called real world testing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Technology will never fail us. That's crazy. And here we are with the rate of new discoveries uh, and innovations of ground to all crawl. The sense of wonderment was replaced with fear. Heroes of science and business were now condemned for being short-sighted, greedy, and even outright villains concerned only about fame and profits. Because, you know, that's what businessmen do. As unexpectedly as it begun, the age of enlightenment was over. The nations had thrown themselves into creating marvels and building a better world, took a new look at themselves, their neighbors, and their not-so-friendly rivals, and shuddered. Though many had prospered, these remained areas of tremendous despair. There remained areas of tremendous disparity. Because no one is is gonna is gonna get the not fuzzy end of the of the lollipop. Okay. There are gonna be some countries, Myanmar, Somalia, Syria, whatever, that just can't bring themselves up no matter how much high-tech just stuff they have. It's just not going to happen. So there are some countries that are still, you know, dirt farmers or whatever. Is it their fault? Partially. That's just the way it is. You know, some, some people aren't going to succeed. They're just going to suffer and die. That's how it works. So they, they all get ornery and start talking about, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair. And then, then they, Oh, you know, Jesus. Exactly. Then, then, then they start being a hassle to everybody else, you know, creating terrorist organizations and, you know, punishing other people because they did better stuff like that. Oh, so today you should wait, are you sure it's 2098, not 1998 that happened? Well, it's, it's the future kind of like now, except if now had oh, mega damage weapon. And it's the blocks. future today. Exactly. The future <laughs> is now. What many were calling the new Cold War era had arrived with a vengeance. Once friendly allies now bickered and argued over safe application of their respective technologies. Proposed laws and restrictions tend to keep the world safe were demonized, condemned, and rejected as measures that ensured the technological elite held onto their power base and kept those without under their thumbs. Okay, so everyone started to freak out. Uh, The haves, which there were many of, wanted to keep what they have. The have-nots wanted to get what the haves had, but the haves don't want to give it up. it's a tale as old as time, right? Tale as old as time. If for whatever it's- reason you couldn't put together he- a heathen dog's math right there, just say it's it. Yeah, tale as old as time. It's what happens every day in every country constantly. Look at U.S. politics. Look at it. It's all right there in your face. If you didn't understand that, you're living it. Yeah, you you understand it whether you believe it or not. It's true. It's true. Now, in this in this new environment, Nima had a lot of problems mainly because South America and Mexico didn't get along too well. Certain countries in South America and Mexico didn't get along too well. Because all and the vampires? There, what's that? Is it because all the vampires? No, there's no vampires yet. Oh. Remember, there's no magic yet. The rifts haven't happened. Okay. No magic, no vampires. And the U.S., stupidly, just like it does now, starts propping up other other governments because they, they they think it's in the world's best interest or their best interest or business best interest or whatever and these these governments invariably end up being corrupt and start doing dumb shit well that's exactly what happened dumb shit the great cataclysm day one december 22nd 2098 oh merry christmas 
Merry Christmas, people. <laughs> World's going to end. Central and South America feel it first. North America, 30 seconds later. Europe, Asia, Australia, and the entire planet are shaken a few minutes thereafter. All are engulfed, engulfed by a disturbance caused by lines of energy erupting out of the ground and shooting three miles into the sky. An energy stream that crisscrosses the globe, which isolated networks clustered at places long held to have magical, spiritual, and supernatural significance. You're talking Stonehenge, Giza pyramids, uh, uh, Mexican pyramid-esque uh, ziggurats, whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. All these yeah. things started erupting with, with magical power. Now, how did this happen? How did this happen? Well, I'm going to get into a little bit of that. Uh, where is it? Oh, it, Was it America's fault? It. doesn't actually say it yet. The the entire world started erupting in rifts, started happening. It and it wasn't a well, rifts or ley lines. Yeah, ley lines. Um, well, the rifts, the rifts are coming. <laughs> it erupted in ley lines. It didn't happen all at once. It wasn't a, a switch that flipped. It was a cascade effect. Starting in South America and then going out into a radius until it engulfed the entire world. NEMA and the nation's military go on high alert and scramble for action. Reports coming out of Detroit and Windsor border on the absurd. Walls of blue energy have appeared from which demons and monsters are said to be pouring into the streets. Both cities burn out of control. Hold on, Presumably hold on. How can rioters, Detroit tell the difference? Fair. That's absolutely fair. Presumably from rioters and a panic-stricken public. No, it's from demons. As you can see, this is not awesome. This is a bug. Bugs are bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you trying to say something? <laughs> are you alluding to anything there, sir? No, I'm just telling you bugs are bad. Okay. But what really happened? Let's find out. Most of the world will never know how or why the planet changed in the blink of an eye. Even the sketchy information and outline of events presented here is known in its entirety to only a handful of elite personnel in the world's militaries and governments. Virtually all of it will be lost to posterity over the next few years. But you, gentle reader, will be counted among the privileged to know. Here we go. Wait, wait, do I, want, do I want to know? Is this actually going to hurt me by knowing? <laughs> no, no, this isn't a self-fulfilling thing. You're okay. Okay. Unknown to human science, there's always existed a sublime energy source that courses through the planet and indeed through the infinite megaverse. In the days of ancient man, this primordial energy was known as magic. The ancient Chinese identified the lines of energy as dragon tracks or, or uh, dragon veins. In places of magic, the abode of good and evil spirits. From this knowledge knew the, grew the mystic arcs of feng shui. People of primitive cultures and other parts of the world also knew something about magic and earth energy. The druids of England and France, the dowsers of, of uh, mystics past and present, all spoke of earth energies, lines of power, places of healing and magic and evil. Some even spoke of doorways to hell and other dark realms. Oh, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> However, with the advent of science and the Industrial Revolution, magic, the mystical, and even psychic were replaced with science and technology. Now, it's not to say that in in pre-Rift's Earth and in 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 a pre-Cataclysm, uh, uh, magic and science didn't exist. It was just at such a a weak level that the best you could do was was maybe bend some spoons. All right. That's about it. You can't really do anything else. But only when the monsters were near. Otherwise, you didn't have enough PPE. Well, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, the, the 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 magic that you're left with is throwing of bones. And, well, it hasn't been written yet. So um, chicken no. entrails and stuff. That's pretty much all you got. And know, it's the, the, the magic pre Chaos Earth hasn't been written yet. Only psychics exist. Wasn't isn't it beyond the supernatural? That's the the 
Yeah, fair enough. Prelude. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. The Palladium people will get the reference there. It's true. Uh, the notions of spiritualism, magic, and supernatural were rejected by most modern people because it was it was it was not reliable and not provable. So that's what happened. Then we move on to wait. Didn't they show a picture of it just up above? How is that not provable? Is that deep fake? Well, no. That that's after the cataclysm. It's very provable then. Oh, fair. Very provable then. Okay, so here's what actually happened. You're gonna love this. Uh, in South America, much of which had enjoyed a boom time during the Golden Age, reeled from economic hardship and civil unrest when it came to an end. While most of the nation struggling peacefully throughout the downturn, others became violent because people are dicks. Two such small nations clashed repeatedly. One was supported by the USA with an uncanny knack for backing the wrong horse. Under protest, Nima was ordered to provide this South American ally with a dozen suits of Glitter Boy power armor, USA G10 Chromium Guardsman power armor, to support its sagging military defenses. Does it never mention the country's name? No. They they don't want to, because it really doesn't matter. The G10s were only to be used for defense under extreme duress, but after an altercation with its enemy, the nation defied the conditions of the loan and sent the G10 squad against enemy forces active inside the other person's, the other country's border. There, there, the enemy forces were slaughtered by the superior technological might of the Glitter Boys. Fueled by bloodlust, generations of hate, and a sense of invincibility provided by the power armor, which that latter part I get. I get it. (laughs) You have MDC weapons Especially now when you have resources for them as well. It's not like they're scarce. Exactly. Uh, The troops pressed on to attack and decimate several innocent villages. The nation under siege responded by dispatching their full army battalion. And when the battle ended, one short hour later, 12,000 soldiers in the town of uh, Guadamarta were obliterated. 24,000 townspeople were killed. 1,800 soldiers and 13,000 civilians managed to escape. All this destruction at the hands of 12, 12 GSA, uh, USA G10 power armors. Uh, Mega Damage War Machine versus an SDC opponent. The 12 could have destroyed a force three times that size. While several of the power armor units were damaged, only one had been completely destroyed. The new Mega Damage Super Alloy of the Armor and the powerful shoulder-mounted cannon, the boom gun, worked beyond expectations with devastating results. And like I, to be I have pod- to say. How would you like to be that guy, though, the one that got destroyed? The, the, one, the one guy who got his armor destroyed, he's got to be the laughing stock yeah. of that entire place. Like, how could this happen? They had AK-47s and bad dreams, and you lost you you lost a glitter boy. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, they had missiles too. They had they had stuff. Shut up, dude. You're a puss. <laughs> Ho- hopefully he didn't survive because he's he's not gonna survive the, the constant ribbing. The invading nation withdrew, but refused to apologize or make any overture to their enemy, claiming self-defense and the need to neutralize the potential threat. The injured nation appealed to the world, condemning NEMA and the USA specifically for calling for worldwide sanctions against such weapons of destruction and vowing bloody revenge. When they were ignored and their neighbor threatened a repeat of the destruction unless they shut their holes, (laughs) tensions rose to a fever pitch. Now, December 22nd, this is the day the rips open and now you're going to know exactly why. The two South American nations struck at each other with a limited, very limited, 
exchange of outdated nuclear weapons. Millions of lives perished in a heartbeat. The brutal event in and of itself would have been terrible, but the isolated incident with minimal direct impact on the rest of the world. What nobody could appreciate was the nature of the ley lines and magic that had lain dormant for millennia. Here's the rub. Ley lines are, for lack of a better word, channels of magic energy. This energy has always existed in nature, and the energy is called PPE, potential psychic energy. Ancient rituals of human and animal sacrifice were actually designed to draw upon the energy. At the moments of death, PPE is doubled, and you can get twice the amount, so you can actually get magic to work. As fate would have it, the planets were aligned, causing the ley line energy to surge to its highest level possible to begin with. The hour was midnight, a peak time when ley line energy spikes, and the first city nuke was built on a pair of intersecting ley lines with other lines nearby. When the bombs went off, a million lives perished in a flash. Their magnified PPE energy doubled at the moment of death and poured into an already overactive and magnified ley line energy. So here's the deal. Normal adults have D4, 2D4 PPE at max. But when you have millions of them, let's just say it's 2 million PPE. They all died, they all died pretty much at the same time. That's 2 million PPE dumped into a ley line that is already at high capacity because we have planetary alignments and we have midnight. And I think it's, it's very near the so December 22nd is very near the solstice. Yeah. Is December 21st. It might, even, might even be the solstice yeah. that year. So, so we, we, we have another one right there. Well, one, one so, other thing, don't kids have more PPE? Yes. Children have a 3d six or higher PPE because so, they, they haven't trained themselves to use their potential yet. Yeah, so uh, nukes are indiscriminate. So yeah, I bet you a couple of kids died in there too. So now you just keep adding on top animals. of that. All the animals too. Animals have PPE too. Usually like one, two, threesies, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, a million animals too. I mean, this is South America. There's animals within the radius of a nuclear bomb, right? They're all going to die too. And their PPE is going to double and dump in there as well. So what happened? Uh, holes, holes started to appear yep uh causing them to burst with energy like a dam that could no longer contain the waters it held this had a ripple effect on the neighboring ley lines causing them to surge and flare with energy not seen in 150 million years okay the who is there to see it but previous you don't know that uh, <laughs> gods exist they just they just uh you know ignored earth because there wasn't enough magic there to be to godly care about. A moment later came the retaliatory strike that sent the life's energy of a million more lives in the lines of mystic energy, causing them to erupt with power, starting a chain reaction that could not be stopped. So if the first couple of million PPE wasn't enough, minutes later, another couple of million PPE went into the same grid and it blew every circuit breaker ever. Shorts happened everywhere and that's when the cascade started. Ley lines erupting everywhere, causing tsunami, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, volcanoes erupting from out of nowhere, killing millions more, adding more to the ley line, and so on and so on. It's a it's a tidal wave of, of PPE energy that just keeps getting bigger as it murders more of the world. Uh, 
Uh, the mass of powering the ley lines, however, would have other ramifications beyond the understanding of the scientific mind. The life energy of trillions of living, uh, I mean billions, of living creatures, human and animal, or well, ants don't really count. I don't think they even have people. And turn the once invisible and forgotten ley lines into raging conduits of mystic energy that would last for thousands of years. The ley lines now radiated with such power that the earth was being realigned on a cosmic scale, becoming a trans-dimensional nexus spanning the multiverse. Where two or more lines cross, power was increased, creating a nexus point where space and time are meaningless. Okay, Doors why is other... everybody always messing with Earth? Why can't this stuff happen in some planet way out there, 300 million light years from us or something? Why does this crap always happen on Earth? Doesn't matter, Doctor Who, the MCU, whatever. It's always Earth. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, in, uh, in the Rifts universe, it happens everywhere. It's just our turn. Oh, okay. I mean, the, the whole cycle of ley line energy is repeated on many, many worlds. But uh, in, in recent memory, no one, no one's gone to no one's gone through this shift. In a very, very long time, no one can remember it. So that that's why it's important. Day two. Wow. Lots of people didn't make it to day two. They died on day one. The world is in the throes of a great cataclysm of biblical proportions. Satellite and moon base reports confirm that the St. Louis area has erupted in an estimated 200 energy lines with at least 13 to 18 points of superactivity and flares of energy that seem to correspond with reports of strange phenomena and even alleged dimensional and coronal distortion. The Detroit-Windsor area, among others, is similarly the site of intense activity of inexplicable energy and unknown disturbances that can be seen from space like giant flares of cosmic energy. The Ohio Valley is another center of energy and disturbances. Other places around the planet exhibit similar to worse anomalies, with so-called Bermuda Triangle, British Isles, and China being the most spectacular. Because, you know, historically they had the most magic before, which means they have the, they have the bumper pack now. And it does not go well. China's got a lot of, I'm sorry, China had a lot of population. Now they're all fuel for the fire. <laughs> they're all just cordwood now. Initial reports from orbital satellite space stations and moon bases present a clearer global picture of the situation, confirming the appearance of over 5,000 lines of unknown energy and thousands of intersections that appear to be focal points for that energy. Exactly what these energy lines do, they don't really know yet. Uh, the picture from space also confirms, check it out, 33 volcanic eruptions in the last 24 hours. 119 tidal waves, the appearance of 47 freak storm events, and mass destruction over the last 24 hours. One observer summed it up as well as any, and when she said, it's as if the very planet is convulsing and tearing itself apart. Indeed, the planet is undergoing convulsive change. As the lines of energy, which role they might play in a cataclysm, what the energy does or means and nightmarish disturbances are beyond our understanding. All we know is what the effects are, which are bad. And it talks about Archie 3, Archie 4, Archie 2, uh, Archie the, moon base, uh, the, the moon base Archie, the Mars Archie, the, the NORAD Archie, and the Aberdeen, Maryland Archie which uh, that that's Archie three, the one in, uh, in the early source books um, are either separated from, from the grid or damaged or taken offline or whatever. Uh, the Yellowstone super volcano erupts at nine 45 PM on day two, killing NORAD and everything in the West from the Rocky mountains to Nebraska is just a giant hole. Now that's awesome. 
No, well, I don't know about awesome. Yeah, not awesome. It's 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 spectacular, but not awesome. <laughs> then we have day three, Christmas Eve. Contact with all but one's nearest neighbor is lost. In the United States, the West Coast is pulverized by a roller coaster of earthquakes and tidal waves and is now being buried under tons of hot ash already over seven feet deep. Everything from the Rockies to the Midwest is likewise being buried in a storm of ash. Winter storms and strange disturbances, demons, only complicate matters. Contact with the eastern seaboard and numerous cities in the states is completely lost. Remember, it was 119 tidal waves. 80% of the population of the world at this point in time lives on or near a coast. They're dead. They're dead now. And yet, yet when you keep saying West Coast, I don't care. <laughs> well, uh, any coast. All coasts. I, I know, but to tell me that California fell into the ocean, I don't care. Well, it's folk. Yeah, are they? You know, and 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 right now we're at a severe disadvantage of not having enough folk. So even even uh, you know Calistanians probably would be useful, at least for slave labor. Whatever doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the kind of crap that's happening now. All right. So what does NEMA do? In North America, the military and NEMA have mobilized, and where their forces are obvious, there is some sense of hope, law, and order. The new G-10 power armor called Chromium Guardsmen, known in the future as Glitterboard, are deployed by the Thousand. They are walking tanks made of laser-reflective chrome, serving as highly visible sentinels that bring comfort to the frightened multitudes, as do the Flying Eagle Samus power armor. With those oh, how times of- have changed. I know, right? <laughs> Painted with colors of its national flag, either USA, Canada, or Mexico, depending on the pilot. Now, NEMA had had equal equal sections of folk from Canada, US, and Mexico. And I'm not going to be intimidated by one that has a big red leaf on the on its chest. It's just I don't know. Hey, you know, Canada by this time could have weaponized syrup. I don't know. <laughs> could be super dangerous. Who knows? Most communities across North America and the world are left for their own devices with little or no guidance, protection, or resources from their national or regional governments because they're all dead. Some people unite to help one another. Leaders arise from local government, police force, fire departments, churches, businesses, and neighborhoods. Remember, uh, this happens more than what would happen in current times. In current times, warlords would be the norm. When, when the government shuts down, warlords would be the norm. But this is at the end of the golden age, especially in the U.S., where, where people were generally nicer because they didn't want for much. So initially, people are going to be helping each other because that's what they've always done. And it's always worked. So keep that in mind. There are still going to be warlords, but they're not going to be as many as there would be if this happened today. Uh, elsewhere, riding, looting, and panic tear apart communities that have survived the initial wave of destruction. Mob rule is law. At the point, there's nothing resembling gangs or organized group of any point, only panic-stricken mobs. The world is dark, cold, and turned upside down. Okay, now the rest of this is, uh, is a uh, first-person telling by a, by a NEMA general named Sawyer. Before we go into that, should we hit some chat? Yeah, hit some chat. I'm not really going to go into this, really. Okay. I mean, if you want to get, get the Cast Earth book and, and read it, because this is this is a really, really fascinating tale. All right. First one, Aaron Dragon says, I don't see the point of playing Cast Earth. We know what's going to happen. No matter what, humanity mm. loses. But you don't know. No, humanity wins. 
and <laughs> with with a, with a myopic vision, humanity wins. I say that because humanity didn't completely die off. Which Vegas money, if there was a Vegas, still had really good odds on. And and I would argue, yes, this isn't pure canon or whatever. But if you're playing a Chaos Earth game, maybe your future is different. Yeah, I mean, and that, that... no, and a lot of a uh, a lot of people in rifts don't know what happened during the Dark Age. Guess what? You can live it. You are now in the Dark Ages, right now. In Chaos Earth, the beginning All those of the atrocities, decade. nobody will ever know in the future. It's okay. Go for them. There you go. <laughs> uh, enlistment's four years. Juicer's last four years seems to track. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. He's, he had this fascination with thoughts, like, like had a couple messages with thoughts on there. What? What are you talking about, thoughts? Uh, the rabbit people from Battle Lords of the 23rd Century. Oh, right. Yep. They made it to Earth. If South the thought, if the thought made it to Earth, I'd burn my Rifts books. I'd, I don't I'd need, burn. I don't need hillbilly yokel bunnies coming in, uh, just procreating all over the place, overpopulating the planet. I'd burn the Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when do we play Phase World? Would be the question after that. Yeah. There you go. Um. Uh, so we sent a gold disc across the universe, but Twitter also goes off via satellite signal. Some DB could see that threat to come destroy us. And to them, it would be a mercy killing. Yeah. Maybe to some of us, too. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, my account is suspended. They denied my appeal. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Don't kill me. <laughs> there you go. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, and there we go again. Once you got destroyed, piloted by well, a thought. Get the thought out of here. Get the thought <laughs> out of here. And RPG is dumb says it's nice that the Lord justifies mechanics that incentivize human sacrifice. It the thing is, it always has. Since uh since Palladium Fantasy, human sacrifice for, for NPCs is is an excellent way to, to get a lot of magical juice. Yeah, but that does, doesn't make it moral a moral thing to do. Well, that's why it's only NPCs are allowed to do it. The bad guys, they're they're not overly moral because they're right. bad guys. All right, that's all I had. Okay. So now now we move on to what uh, what what is Nema and what are they doing? All right. So here's the deal. Why, first of all, why was it named that? Because oh my god, Northern Eagle, really, really Northern Eagle, yeah. I mean, I understand it's our country's bird, but do you think, why, why wasn't it Northern Maple Leaf? Because that sounds dumb. So does Northern Eagle. Better than Northern Maple well, Leaf. Fair. Northern Eagle at least sounds cool for like, if you stopped right there, Northern Eagle or Northern Eagle Arms. I could see that as a gun company. Fair. I anyway, can see that. That's, I just, I just want right, to be so pedantic. This is what happened. <laughs> Northern Beaver. Northern Beaver. That's fair enough. Uh, let me see if I can find General Sawyer. Like the go. dude from Lost? Lieutenant General Lindsay Sawyer. Remember, she's uh, she's genetically engineered, and she's 50. Okay. Or 55. She's got a really weird-looking face. Well, it's... I, I'm, I'm Genetic sure engineering didn't lit. work for her. It's poorly lit. No, she's okay. pretty hot, actually. There you go. She has a physical beauty of 20. Not in that picture. <laughs> not in that picture no but come on that's how it is gotcha 
So she's Lieutenant General Lindsay Sawyer. She is, uh, she was in charge of the Atlanta uh, Southern, Southern, Southeastern uh, NEMA uh, Battalion. And she lost contact with everyone in her chain of command, which means that she was now, as far as, as far as everyone knows, the highest ranking member of NEMA in, in the continent. So she has to make a decision. Atlanta is burning. So they decide they're going to take all of their shit, all their people, all of the, all of the civilians that they can and move north, northwest. Because it seems like there's less bedlam and fires over there. They were wrong. Because the, the Ohio Valley is, is rife with all kinds of magical crap. And they end up walking through it. So here's how NEMA became the coalition. They were beset on all sides by magical things that they cannot explain. Things that look, act, and smell like demons from everywhere and in the early days of the cataclysm rifts could open even on a ley line not just on a nexus point so no place was safe because the ley lines were everywhere so they just pop out of nowhere bloop, right in the middle of dinner boom giant demon could happen did happen all the time well maybe if you invited them to dinner you wouldn't have that problem no no uh you're you're the food to them oh yeah uh there were there were so many evil demon like DBs that that came out of uh, came out of these ley line rifts that you could not distinguish good from bad there was just too much going on too much at once so they decided shoot first ask questions never because they wanted to save people it's their job to save humans it's their job to save citizens of the US the uh, Canada and Mexico. It's literally their only tenant to, to preserve the country and the lives they're in. So if it, if, if, you know, you stop and talk to a demon, it tries to kill you and everyone around you. You stop trying to talk to them. You just shoot them. That's it. Well, when, when you get rid of things like Geneva convention and LOAC, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there is no Geneva convention for, for these things. Cause they're not human. They're not from here. The world is trying to kill you. The demons are trying to kill you. You're constantly in a fight or flight response. You're going to make some, some expedient calls. Are they the right calls in the situation? They are expedient, which means they're right. That's just the way it is. You want to save the most people. you got to kill the most demons. So over the next few years, demons bad, riffs bad magic bad these are not leaps of the imagination these are not unreasonable conclusions to what's going on step by step nima began to hate magic because initially magic is what killed all of their friends and family wouldn't you hate it probably even when human beings started to exhibit psionics and magic they were shunned immediately lots of parents killed their children that 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 awoke magical and psionic abilities because they were afraid because everything psionic and magical has been trying to kill them now it now it now it's in little johnny little johnny's going to kill us in our sleep kill little johnny is it right no yeah is i'm sure expedient? there were i'm sure there were a couple of little johnnies that did <laughs> i'm sure yeah no actually in the story there are a couple of kids that killed their parents <laughs> 
That's what happens. So you either have to bet that Johnny's going to be a good boy and and not use his brand new mind melter powers to, you know, melt your mind. And remember, Johnny only has to act out one time ever. Yeah, Johnny acts out one time, people die. So you have to weigh the odds on this one. Johnny's eight years old. Johnny no longer has any toys. The internet doesn't exist. And Roblox you told him he couldn't exist. go out and play because it's dangerous out there. And he's now having a temper tantrum. And he's now having a temper tantrum, which knocks down the, the, the building you're squatting in and your wife dies. All because you didn't kill Johnny right away. Guess what? You're going to kill Johnny right away. Is it right? Debatable. Is it expedient? And does it save more lives than it costs? Yes, it does. Killing one Johnny has a great chance of saving three or more lives in the future that Johnny's going to accidentally take. Or maybe let's be fair. It only matters if you're Johnny. Yeah. Seriously. So killing DBs has a net positive benefit to the rest of humanity. This is now a fact. It's irrefutable. The numbers don't lie. Killing DBs save lives. Okay, so then how do places like Tolkien and so forth rationalize that no, 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 no? Because they 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 didn't uh grow up under the umbrella of protection from Nima. They had to they had to do other things to get along with the demons, hide from them, barter with some that that actually talk to you, and many, many of these isolated pockets of humanity were wiped out because of it. But one or two got lucky. And happened to, uh, across a, a DB that eh, doesn't really eat humans. Okay, cool. And now, now you can barter for protection from that DB. And if it's a powerful enough DB, your small civilization can prosper. But for every one that that happened, that they prospered, 10 were murdered by, by DBs. 10. So you had a 10% chance of not getting completely ruined by by an by an intelligent well, that, db that beats the pareto solution pareto solution is 80 percent. we got 90 percent. so yeah wiping out all the all the weirdos yeah actually and fits the, into the to, to the numbers of it as being the right thing to do yeah ne and nema did the math and they were like okay well maybe one in every 10 db is good but the other nine murder 100 people you know if we let them in so we kill them all that's the only way to keep the most people safe. And when you're on the when you're on the edge of an extinction event, what you need is civilians. You need people to get food, to make food. You need people to make babies. You need to perpetuate your species, which means you have to keep most of them alive. And this was the most efficient way to do it. Can you blame them? No. It was a smart call. It was the right call under the circumstances. Did it foster after generations a hatred of all DBs? Yes. A distrust of all magic? Yes. Why? Because that's the way you survived. We didn't understand magic. We didn't know how to control it, how to block it, how to keep it out, how to defend against it. All of this is unknown to the people of the time. So the only way to defend against it is to eliminate it. And that's what Nima did. Even General Sawyer developed minor psionic abilities. You know what she did? Hit him. Kept it secret. Didn't tell a freaking soul. Now, that right there 
could have been a turning point. If she trusted her leadership enough, if she trusted the people and told them, I also have this, have, have some, some of these magical abilities. Everyone in and around Nima looked up to her like a goddess. She is the, she is the only reason they survived the trek from Atlanta to Ohio. She actually, uh, uh, created the, 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 the first, uh, walled walled city outside of chicago which which later would become chi town which was the you know the head of the the seat of power for the coalition states she in the in the views of all the people that knew her or knew of her was a savior of humanity if this savior of humanity came out and said i am also a psychic i still love humanity i'm still going to protect you to the core of my being but now i can float a pen in the air Maybe it would have went the other way. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, just to, not... to be fair, just all throughout human history, and, and part of this is how humans would react to certain situations. Right. Abs absolutism is just easier to understand. Yes. Right, it's wrong, or otherwise, to... you can grasp it. This good, this bad, one, zero. That's all I need to know. It makes whether your IQ is a three or a 33, everybody can grasp it, and yes. it's real simple. And the, the, the simpler the idea, the easier it is to get people on board. So all magic bad, kill all DBs, very simple plan. It's very effective. It saves lives. People are on board. Now, the, the, the leader and, and instigator of this plan is now, in some, in some people's eyes, a DB herself. So she decided to keep that secret. And because of that, the idea that Humans for humanity, purity, all that stuff started running rampant throughout the generations. And Nima became harder and harder because the world wasn't getting any easier. The first hundred years after the Great Cataclysm was a shit show. It didn't get better. Well, after about a dozen years, the the uh, artificial winter from the Yellowstone vol uh, volcano eruption started to die down. That's fun. You could actually grow crops again in large numbers. Awesome. But other than that, world didn't get easier. It kept being hard. And a hundred years is like three generations in an apocalypse. Because yeah. well, three because well, every 20 years is supposed to be a generation. So yeah. Every uh every uh metric in the golden age of humanity was average lifespan is 180 years. Oh wow. For a human being. 180. 20% of people got over 200. I want that. Yeah. A 90-year-old looked like they were in their late 20s, early 30s. I want that just because I want to see when this happens in 2098. Yep. I want that I can too. say I lived through it. So you go from having a lifespan of around 180 years to, I don't know, 30 in a single generation. People are going to panic. Shit's going to get real. And it got real bad. So 100 years is, you know, three generations of uh, lived and died in that time. And each generation has seen their, their children and their parents murdered by, by awful DBs. So people are going to feel a way about that. These are all incremental steps over the course of several generations that turn Nima, a peacekeeping force charged with the protection of the humans under its care into the coalition states a human supremacist force, fascist, but also 
ostensibly for the protection of humanity. But we're still not there yet. We're still we're still nemoids right now, right? Yes. We're, we're still nemoids right now. So there 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 are a lot more caring people and the possibility of, you know, talking to a DB that initiates conversation. There's it's possible still. Not likely, but possible. If you work for Nema, if you are just a citizen and a DB comes up to you, they're going to shoot him in the head. Shoot him in the head. Kill him dead. And then, of course, the DB is going to respond, you know, violence for violence. And then Nima is going to come in and, and kill the DB. And then that's a that's another brick in the anti-DB wall that's being built. It's so Mar Hawkman is just mean. You know, it's entirely possible. All right, let's go. Let's look at some chat. Okay. RPG is dumb says Nima gets it. Hmm. At least at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow says, so the moral of the story is don't be Johnny. Yeah, don't be a Johnny. Johnny has Johnny has DB powers. Johnny should have shut the hell up. Johnny didn't because Johnny's eight. Propaganda posters for the CS. I love it. I love it. Flying Samus. That would be hilarious if HD made a coalition propaganda video. Listen, all right. I especially now. I, like I when we did Rifts Ultimate, I was very, very for the coalition. Half of it was joking. The other half was. You know, if if I was in Rift's Earth, I would definitely want to be under the umbrella protection of the coalition. It's yeah. a no-brainer. I am an average human being. I cannot fight giant MDC bugs. I cannot defend myself against, you know, the the undead hordes of ten vampires. Ten tentacle monsters that like to swim in puddles. Exactly. I cannot defend <laughs> myself against that. It's it's not like uh give giving up a little bit of, of of freedom for a little bit of security. No, I have zero security. If I want any security, I have to give up all of my freedom. It sounds like a bad deal until you realize the other side of that coin is you just are dead. And remember, we're talking from the perspective of a normal person. Yes, a normal. And dude. most people, even most characters, are still. Normal people. Yeah, you could say, well, what are Borgs and Juicers? Okay, they are they specifically built <laughs> to do what they do, to fight yeah. these things. Yeah. Your Rogue Scholar, still a person that has to wear armor. Your yep. Vagabond, still a, just a normal person that's got to wear some armor. Yep. I, you can completely go down that list. Your normal non-OC seed citizen, just a normal person just trying to deliver the goods from this city to that village over there without having something jump out of the sky and try to suck his brain out through a straw. Yeah. And that happens a lot. Yeah. So, it's so uh, you, you die or you, you submit to the coalition and you are protected. You get to have a family. You get to have kids who grow up also under the protection of the coalition. All you have to do is obey and you get to live. Yeah, looking outside the box, yeah, they're the bad guys. Sure. The Empire in Star Wars is the bad guy. Yeah. Now, let's look at as a normal citizen in those societies. Coalition of the good guys, the Empire's the good guys. Yeah. From inside, I mean, even in, in episode four, Luke wanted to join the Imperial Navy. Because <laughs> he wanted to fly, and, and that was the best deal in town. And he had no qualms about doing it, because he didn't think the Empire was evil. It was just the government. 
That was it. And it's the government you grew up in. So it's your government. Okay. Happens. Just kill everyone named John to be safe. Some people did that. I mean, hysteria is a thing. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to... Just, just as a side note, this, this John is armed, and it's less than an arm reach away. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, okay. Chewbacca, Chewbacca steps out of a rift. Max calls him a weirdo and blows him away. Yes. Well, duh. He comes out. What's the first thing? This hairy beast, yeti-looking thing comes out. Yes. Goddamn right, I'd shoot him. Heck yeah. And that's the average person would definitely shoot him. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty has that one where if you watch the end of the episode, it's like these big bugs when they're doing the go-go-trons. But if you watch the end after the credits run, it's like, okay, everybody, you got to go over here and you've got to explain to them that things are bad and tell them how to, you know, I can't remember what it was, like tell them how to have fusion and all the goodness in the universe. But of course, when they get there, they look like big monsters like Mothra and so forth. Ah, ah, shoot it, shoot it. Because we can't understand them. You're goddamn right. Shoot them. That's it. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let me get that one. Uh, hashtag I stand with DB. Stand with DBs. <laughs> D- DB demons would trend on Twitter December twenty third through Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- Twitter, Twitter is a place where like, no, the DBs are misunderstood, and of course, well, Twitter people are the first people to die. Yeah, which is as it should be. And you're a racist for thinking that DBs killed them. <laughs> no, no, I'm an eyewitness. <laughs> You misunderstood. You, correct you, me if I'm wrong. That isn't my truth. <laughs> yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. But... Okay, I, I don't talk about your truth. I talk about the truth. <laughs> right. Correct uh, me if correct. I'm wrong, but during the cataclysm, everything getting through rifts were rift-traveling entities like demons and devils. No. Just like just like in, in current, current era rifts, sometimes a portal will open and someone will accidentally get sucked in. That happens too. It's happening a lot now. Because rifts are opening everywhere all the time, so people accidentally get through. Now, of course, there are the supernatural intelligences and and ma- major demons, minor gods that 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 saw rifts come up on the on their multiversal radar like a giant flare, and are opening rifts to there just to check it out to to see what they can eat and suck and conquer and whatever. That's happening a lot too, but a lot of it is just accidental rift opening and people just wandering. People are things just wandering through and being stranded that's happening too but people see them all as all the same dbs dirty they just kill them dirty dirty dbs and thank you for the five dollars hungar who says look who's back again hungar's back f your friends yeah don't 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 f your friends unless you're literally talking about that then hey that's called friends with benefits yep thanks for the five (laughs) dollars And last one I had started, it's like, you could argue psychics and mages are naturally equipped for this DB world and SDC humans are out of date. Okay, Magneto. You could, but the problem is prioritizing humans who have psychic and magical powers does not perpetuate the human species. There aren't enough of them. So you got to make a choice. Keep humans going over the generations or possibly uh, humanity not existing in three or four generations time. I'm playing a half Splugorth. Then you're you're playing something that's going to get drawn and quartered and and burned at the stake. So have fun with that. I identify. <laughs> all right, that that's all I had started there. So okay, 
So it, it gets into Nima, Heroes in Chaos, where the world is falling apart, and your your job is to be a, a Nima, you know, uh, either officer or trooper or whatever, uh, rescue worker, uh, depending on what, what kind of campaign that your game master wants to run. Do you want to run the, the military portion of the campaign? Then you will be a Chromium Guardsman or, or a Samus Eagle pilot, and, and you, you will be tasked with, you know, uh, saving people or patrolling for demons or whatever, or you could be firefighters or cops absorbed into Nima, given uh, given this cool Nima power armor and stuff like that. And your your job is is to save people from catastrophes, like you know a, a, a demon knocked over their building, people are trapped in there. It's your job to save people. You could do that too. That's fine. You can have the the apocalypse is is a plethora of stories, and your game master could focus on any of them. That's why I really like post-apocalyptic settings. Uh, Rifts is too gonzo for me, it's just as a whole. There's just too much to it. But generally speaking, that's that's the main reason I like post-apocalyptic settings because you can have some interesting uh, character development, uh, interesting world development because everybody's struggling, right? Yep. I mean, that's that's and how do people act when they're struggling? If there's one thing I did not like about The Walking Dead, both the comic book and the TV show, it was there was never a good guy. Never came across a place where it's like, okay, we can relax. Nope, everybody is out fucking everybody up. <laughs> yeah, everybody's screwing everybody over. That, and that happens a lot. I mean, also, you know, you as as a cop are are going to come across these warlords every once in a while. People who have the like five or six blocks of a of a city that they've protected, and uh, they they have the the people under under subjugation. They're pillaging, they're raping, all that stuff, and you have to go in there and stop this nonsense. Well, usually you have to kill these people. Is that right? Well, they are warlords. They are enslaving people. But they're also keeping them safe, just like you're keeping people safe. They're just doing it in a different way, right? I mean, it's it's all semantics. It's all gray area in an apocalypse. There is no there is no paladin in an apocalypse. There isn't. You you cannot be a paladin in an apocalypse. There's there's too many there's too the many cyberknights might disagree with you. I I disagree with the cyberknights. And they didn't come. They didn't come until until to the tail end of the Dark Ages. There, there's there's too many gray area answers to all of these questions. Nothing is absolute right and absolute wrong. When the end of the world is nigh, and that's how Nima slowly but surely transitioned into what it is now, the Coalition States, because too many choices were made. They were right. They were the most expedient. They saved the most lives. But it was another brick in the path on the way to a fascist government. All right. So let's get to that point. How does how does that happen? How does that come to be? Well, no, we don't have that here because oh. this is this is made to be in the in the in the hundreds of years, the, the couple hundred years of the Dark Ages. This is the beginning of the Dark Ages on. And so you are still Nima. You are still good guys. But even in your campaign. You could, uh, as the game master, you you could have more and more supporting NPCs be for the kill them all camp just because of what they've witnessed and what they've been through, which is all understandable. If every single DB you've ever met has tried to kill you, you're going to try and kill all DBs first. That's just how it is. That's a, that is a rational decision. And if you come across one that's nice, but you don't give it a chance to talk, you just shoot it in the head, you will count your blessings and move on. You will not lose a moment's sleep. 
because every single DB up until that point has tried to kill you by maybe sucking out your brain. So what's the dividing line? So for folks who watch this video, and like, what's that dividing line of when NEMA now is the coalition? Even if it's a slow transition to get there, there has to be a, there has to be a date when they said, hmm, this is no longer a thing anymore. We're now this. It doesn't give the specific day because it happened during during the, the Dark Ages. But there was a point at some point where NEMA stopped being a peacekeeping force and decided that humanity is only going to survive if if they are if they are under a more uh unified and and some would say a coalition rule. of sorts and efficient rule so instead of nema being like the jedi a peacekeeping force for the republic nema became the empire which was the ruler of the of the republic you know the 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 ruler of what's left of humanity as far as they as far as they know of north america they became the rulers not just the cops that's when it happened that's when the last pebble went into place on on on, on that that particular shore of fascism when nema decided it was going to be in charge okay mar hawkman says freedom is a threat to safety yes in an apocalypse, anyone who says, oh, you can do whatever you want, wants you and everyone around you to die. So let's answer a question here. What would happen if all the normies disappeared and the world was now run by DBs? Well, that means humanity died and Nima failed. That's it. Humanity was, was its own planet destroyed itself. Okay. That could I have got, happened. I've got the next couple. Okay. This is too gone, so but MCC is not correct. I think I think he wants you to elaborate. Rifts is too gone, so but after the bomb is not correct. I think I, I think he's looking for more. It's right there in the books. I don't have to deal with dragons. I don't have to deal with spaceships. I don't have to uh, deal uh, with uh, with all types of things popping in all over the place. Okay, so one you got furries, and the other one you have a random technological item. There you go, and some radiation. Much, much less. Yeah, it's Gonzo, but it's not to the point of weirdness. And and to be fair, I only like Gonzo when it is science fantasy. I don't like Gonzo when it's fantasy. So like even Earth Dawn, I do as much as I love it. I do on occasion simmer down some of the magic in there or some of the weirdness that can happen. But uh, not not by much because it's so much is baked into it. But no, uh, after the bomb, it's all SDC. It's all kind of normal stuff. You can add the other stuff, but Coalition versus Empire of Humanity, Coalition wins hands down. There's not even a fight. Yeah, it's a I slaughter. mean, I, I, I would like to say, I know Beyond the Supernatural is by canon, the, the prelude. I would actually like to think it went from Beyond the Supernatural to After the Bomb to, to Rifts. I, I would like to see that because that kind of does seem like a progression if you look at it. I could see actually. After Actually, uh, Nima, if, if, uh, if, if you read the, the, the uh, story as, as told in the, in the diary of General Sawyer, that, that's what all the, the, you know, Christmas Day, New Year's, all that stuff, all the story is, is her first person account. Uh, they, they discovered that dogs can smell super, supernatural creatures, even if they're hidden or ma magically obfuscated or whatever. Yeah, people have been saying that for a long yeah. time. The cats and dogs can see ghosts and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And it gives rules for all animals and, and, and supernatural issues. The cool thing is dogs 
are the natural enemy of all supernatural evil creatures and dogs in this high magic environment will defend humans at all cost and dogs their their natural claws do mega damage to supernatural creatures but they are not mega damage creatures themselves so they get squished really easy but if they bite and scratch a supernatural creature they will actually do super, they would do mega damage to it because they are the natural enemy of all supernatural creatures cats same way natural enemy of all supernatural creatures but they get the they get the added bonus of when when a supernatural creature damages them it is changed to sdc damage oh weird i didn't know that but cats are not friends of humanity as we all know so RPG, they, they will not defend a human uh core book the coalition oppresses magic users and they're bad federation magic we mages are literally terrible i actually I, I want to say that part of me likes that because it's so easy to write it in that the coalition are a bunch of fascist nazis and look at us those who accept everybody are the good guys right especially in today's modern everything so part of me likes this but part of me also doesn't like it because if you're trying to express the coalition as the bad guys, you kind of have to have them there. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, this is this is this is uh, why the coalition, the Federation of Magic, and New Laszlo actually exist. The Federation of Magic and New Laszlo—they are both magical, magic-based civilizations. Mm -hmm. New Laszlo is objectively good. Federation oh, I, of magic you know, what? I forgot about that. Objectively I bad. The coalition, they say, is bad. But here's the thing. If the coalition accepted magic early on when it was still Nima, it could have gone either way. 50-50, coin flip. We could turn out to be like the Federation of Magic or we could turn out to be like New Laszlo. They decided not to flip the coin. Kill all magic. Kill all magic users. Don't allow them in. And guess what happened? Humans survived. It was the sure thing. So they took the sure thing. You're going to blame him for that? To hell with you then. Humans humans first, especially when beset by demons of supernatural origin outside this plane of existence. You got to pick a side, people. It's either going to be with yourself or you're going to go off into the wilderness and, and let something kill you. There was really no choice. I do, li I do like ultimately the fact that uh, every one of them is a gray area. Yeah. I know some people are like, I'm so sick of gray areas. Well, I like things that feel realistic. Yeah. The ver verisimilitude, I know people like to use that word, but uh, it, whether it's realistic or grounded or something that you can grasp onto, I don't like everything to be a caricature, and this game is all full of caricatures as it is. So having the coalition being that, do I want to live under the, 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 the jackboot and be safe? Maybe. Do I want to live in this free area where everybody's damn near out to get each other? And I, I don't want to say gilded. I, that's not the right word. Um, but but they but they act like mafia duns. That's the way I understood it. And if I'm wrong on that, that's just the way I took it when Federation, it came to Federation. Imagine, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, they have a they have a council, and and all all of the council members there uh, have sliced up you know uh, mob level you know parts of the city yeah. as their own fiefdoms. It's corrupt from the, it's corrupt to the core. But you have some more freedoms theoretically yeah. until yeah, you, you don't because somebody yeah. wants to extort you for Yeah, you have more freedom and less safety. 
so anyway, I, I I actually end up liking that uh, myself. So I uh, got a couple more that started, then we'll get into uh, comments from last week. Now, this one's controversial for you. Nope, Chaos Earth, page 16, second column. Rifts uh, disgorge hellish creatures that can only be called demons, delighting in torture. And then references which page, uh, which, which PG? Uh, yeah, OCC, yeah. What's, what's that, PG? Uh, I, I think he meant page, but uh, the, oh, okay. the, 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 the which OCC is in here because, you know, demons from, from other dimensions started whispering to people at this point. And people were scared. I just watched my 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 son and daughter get eaten by by a giant bug. Are are you going to make make a deal for safety and power when it seems like no one else can help you? Yeah. You're probably going to make that deal. Is it the right call? No. It isn't. But it's, it's either that or be eaten by the same bugs tomorrow. <laughs> so so witches in the beginning of the apocalypse, I can't blame them. I can't cuz I might have made the same decision myself. I think he was commenting on the fact that that uh, he, what was his other comment that everything right off the bat were devils and demons. Yeah, and you said not necessarily, and he's like, no, it says right here they are. Well, That's no, no, but, but the thing is, you you can't know. I mean, rifts are opening everywhere at at a at an unprecedented even uh, you know unprecedented level now com compared to the the rifts core book, and people are falling into into and out of rifts all the time in the rifts core book. Now there's so many more rifts. There's got to be more people falling in and out of it just just because of numbers. Just assume if you came through a rift, you're done. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, uh, right now the the rifts Earth was a flare, a, a a giant metaversal signal went out when it woke up. So all of the all of the powers of the multiverse are coming here to check it out, and a lot of them, ninety percent of them, are evil. Because evil wins. This isn't this isn't real life. I mean, you know, it is real. Evil wins in real life. So that this is kind of like you know, uh, copying real life where evil has has a tendency to win more Art than imitating not. life. Yeah. So evil things come here and they're like, oh crap! There's there's still a billion people left. We can eat them. Okay. So yeah. And uh, two comments that basically say the same thing. Then we'll get into the. Real comments. Hopefully I have them available. Um, Coalition makes perfect sense, given the circumstance of Rift's Earth. I agree yep. with that. And Crafty Matt says, so the Coalition is going to treat me better as a human than as a DB. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a better bet. If you are a normal human, you can take your chances in the out in the wilderness, you know, trying to befriend a DB for help, which is probably going to get you killed 90% of the time. Or you can uh, you can jump up with uh, with Nima and uh, have a ninety percent chance of living, ten percent chance of living, ninety percent chance of living. I'll go with the ninety. It's not hard. the The math is is not is not difficult on that one at all. All right. Now, if you remember last week, we talked about well, first of all, subscribe, like, and share. Yeah. And if you have comments for Heathen Dog and his explanation of why we should all worship the at the altar of the coalition, yep. uh, let him know in the comments. Emperor Prozac is my man. <laughs> Every time I see that name, I keep thinking Prozac. All right. So last week we talked about attribute penalties in 
uh, uh, in Rifts, specifically Rifts, because it's the only book that has Rifts, Rifts Ultimate, Ultimate Edition. Edition. Yeah. The first one, Scully, the Hypno Skull. <laughs> I played Rifts in the 90s and just bought Ultimate Rifts yesterday. I revised my Vagabond and I originally rolled a natural 23 for his physical prowess, but I also had a 6 physical beauty. My other lowest stat was an 8 mental affinity. Now my ultimate build has a 29 physical prowess at level 1. I can also switch my physical beauty with my mental affinity. And ultimate Vagabonds get a plus 2 MA, so I don't have any stats with penalties. Am I cheating? Technically allowed to switch your roles to the beginning character creation. Okay, if the thing is, uh, it, it all it all depends on your game master. If if your game master wants you to roll three d six top to bottom and take take it or leave it, then that's what happens. If your game master allows you, because you're going to be a human, to put all of, you know to roll three d six and change your stats around, you can do that too. If your game master says yeah four d six, drop the lowest one and put them anywhere, then you can do that too. That's fine. And any any of the su suggestions that the book makes on how to and how to roll stats and place it, as long as the GM says, "Yeah, we're using that," then that's what you're using. Mm -hmm. So no, you're not cheating if you're following the, the game master's character creation rules, and you're and and they they at least partially coincide with the book. I mean that that's what I would do, but technically that's not necessary. But I would want to go with the book as well. Yeah, I uh, I don't I I find it so easy to raise attributes in the game uh i rolled a couple of bad ones and while my character isn't perfection i rolled a couple of bad ones but they're not there anymore for very similar reasons as to this one one was speed i was like oh man my speed sucks oh a robot pilot has a has an automatic running skill great give me my 44 <laughs> you know so all of a sudden it's my a speed, speed wasn't yeah. so bad <laughs> yeah exactly so Rift specifically more than any of the other Palladium games. Yes, you could say, well, the physical skills, but even outside the physical skills, pick an OCC that says, all right, uh, if you do not have a 21, just raise it to 21. You know, yeah. But Crazier Juicer has that right in the thing. Like, like if you have a physical prowess of less than 19, raise 19. If you have a physical endurance of less than 18, raise to 18. Physical strength less than 21, raise 21. That doesn't matter if you roll the threes. They're minimum 21, 19, and 18, you know? Yeah. So there, there's there's your fix action right there. So, so you know, and thinking about it, since we covered uh, the topic last week of the low low attributes, mm -hmm. I stand by what I said. Where I like it conceptually, I think that they're too Severe. they're too penalizing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's so easy to get around them, unless you have that game master says, "Nope, that's what you got. That's what you're doing." And I've oh, I've no. honestly never seen that. But but no. if you do well, have I've that, done. have you? Okay, you didn't do it in our games. No. uh roll in order keep 3d6 you know whatever in fact most games that i see and you guys have probably heard me rail about this before when it comes to palladium games if you roll a human they say oh just roll 46 re-roll ones what the hell's the point of that then <laughs> like you already get the extra d6 and so forth so um when i was looking at the stats of uh what was the name of that uh, lieutenant general or uh, sawyer that sawyer she had lots of 20s yeah lots of 20s but you said you said something genetic that's engineered thank you Yep, she was genetically engineered. If if you create a Nema character, you get to choose or roll on the on what your parents decided to genetically engineer you as. You could be 
uh, a supernatural at not supernatural, but a greater than natural athlete, which means you get a, a plus D four to your finalized strength, endurance, physical prowess. They, they could have, they could have genetically engineered you for intelligence, which means you get a plus D four, a D four plus one to IQ and, and a D four minus one to MA. Or you, you could have been genetically engineered for beauty, which means that you get a, a D4 plus two physical beauty and, uh, and a, a D4 minus one MA and all kinds of stuff. You get to choose how your parents engineered you in the womb. So yeah, you're going to have better stats. Yeah. You get but a, a, nor- but a normal person. Yes. Still. More than a normal person. Much. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but but a normal person, you're not gonna have those. Like, I if somebody came to me at that character that looked, had all those twenties on there, you know how I am about high attributes. I mean, mm, yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna have you roll in front of me now. Thank you. Uh, of course, I'd have you do that anyway. Anyway, the point is, is I agree with Heathen Dog. No, you're not cheating. Also, for the other folks out there, there's so many ways to get around that. I don't think that it's game breaking to have those those negative attributes in there unless you come across a situation where your game master is just a dick. No, but having an IQ of six or less is bad. Yep. Well, then don't put it there. That's a, that's a choice you make. <laughs> well, un- unless you have to roll top to bottom. Yeah. Well, again, then you, I, then I you just re-roll. But the, the cool thing is IQs first. So if you roll a, a six IQ, you're like starting over. This character's still born. I'll even throw the paper away for you, just so you know. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> All right. Next. Fat gamer says, I don't like the level of negatives you get from low attributes, especially IQ. Yeah. My mother, when last tested, literally had an IQ of 65. She makes the second highest paycheck of the 11 of us on the property and is well on her way to being a night manager where she works. And she's worked there for less than six months. The the detriments for your attributes are ridiculous. Okay, for the attributes in the game are, are ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, comparing them to to real real human level IQ, I don't I don't think they're is palladium the game that says that though i forget one of the games that we play says that it's like just take it multiply it by 10 by 10 and that that's your iq yeah that's what i've heard too i haven't i didn't see that in riffs ultimate it might be in there might not i don't care yeah i didn't see that written anywhere but uh okay if if you want to equate an iq of 65 to an iq between six and seven you you can i mean it's it's your game right you you can do that that's fine which which means you're going to have half the occ related skills rounded down or rounded up i forget which one but but uh you're gonna and and you're also going to have half of the occ related bonuses for that and you're gonna get an extra d4 in secondary skills and if you have a six or a five or in this case a six i think you get a d4 plus or d4 or d4 plus one to an extra stat and with with your mom if you want to equate that to real life it could be mental affinity which means yeah she's not she's not as bright as most people but she's super likable and, you know, and she she has ju- just like my character with an IQ of seven. You know, uh, does not have a broad width of skills, but the, the 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 small, narrow view of skills I have very, very deep. So in her element. She may not be intelligent, but she's well versed and trained. And so she's effective. So we, on- we were taught that in sales when I was in sales, yeah. they used to tell yeah. us, don't try to bring on intelligent people. They're not going to follow the system. I was one of those guys. Uh, they're not going to follow the system. They're, they're going to think that they're smarter than the system they're, and they're not going to follow it. The dumb people that you bring in, especially if they know that they're dumb and like, you know what, I'll just do what I'm told. It takes them a little bit of training, but they're the ones that do well. Yes. They're, the, the, the script is tested. Yes. It works. Yes. That's what it is. I mean, if, if you're a sales genius, 
and you can go off the script and, and make sales as well or better than the script, well, you're a sales genius. Good job. Yep. You know, that's great. But 99.99% of people are not sales geniuses. So follow the damn script. If, if, if your mom is well-trained and she's well-liked, she gets results, you're going to advance in an organization. It doesn't matter how smart you are. You got results. You're going to advance. People like you. You're going to advance. That's fine. Okay. So, so, uh, was it a known quizzer? I think that's what it says. Uh, it says here's unlimited page 15. The exact IQ is equal to the IQ attribute multiplied by 10. So, yeah, I thought it was played okay, in said this somewhere. Right. But, but here's the thing. I, I don't like, personally, I don't like that. I like the, just an abstract nature. If you're talking a 3D6 system, let's not get into the, the tweaks of uh, Palladium with the extra D6s and so forth. Let's just think D&D, Palladium, Castle Crusades, whatever, right? Whereas 3 to 18, I just treat it as somebody with a 3 is not as quick on his feet as somebody with an 18. person with the 18 is just going to know more, is going to be faster on his feet, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't mean that that 3 means you're fucking retarded. Because yeah. I don't like the idea that something that you can roll and play as a character means you're retarded. Yeah. And, so, but the thing is, in, in, uh, in Riff's Ultimate, with uh, an IQ of, of 6 or less, you're... You're retarded. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't like that. All right. I did not get the entire quote on this one, but I did get the majority of it. Okay. Uh, Bloodstone says, uh, I like the concept of these systems for low stats. It gives more references for what the stats mean in the system, how they translate to the real-world equivalents. I don't find that I don't find that necessary at all, but I get what he's saying. This is why I picked this comment. I, I, I get what he's saying. Uh, the campaign concept is the base of... Uh, base of all of course this could be useful for curse type applications this part i agree with and i think mm -hmm. we talked about it a little bit right yeah maybe maybe not uh for curse type applications uh, to be healed or removed as soon as possible uh, also because i think you were even saying like if you have to spend more than like a session like that just get rid of the character whatnot well yeah i mean I if, think if you have to spend more than a session of, of of role playing trapped in in the body of an iq of someone of one or two it's not fun you're not having fun. And and if the if the game master says, Oh, you're gonna play this for a few days, like I I got other shit to do. I can have fun doing other things. And I call that weak sauce role playing, but that's me. <laughs> like, no, like, you, uh, you can't role play an IQ of one or two. You can't. You don't have any you 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 don't have any basis to to you know to start upon. You you can't fathom an IQ of ten or of ten or twenty. You can't. How are you gonna role play that? You have no reference don't need a reference it's a role-playing game i just don't make any decisions i might uh, drool i might whatever but that's uh, not fun for you and it's not fun for anyone else and it wouldn't and be fun to play says, for oh, no, full... you're gonna suffer through it for three four weeks I'm like no i'm not gonna suffer through it until the, the characters find the cure or, or whatever it happens to be and that's what they're on the mission for it, i don't I'll, know i i, I do consider that week's us role-playing yeah I'll, I'll be back then thanks yeah well, yep, then I, uh, then you can just stay home. I'll play with people who actually want to sit in my game and play it. All right. I'll, I'll have more fun doing what I'm doing than I will be playing okay. your game. If, 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 that, if that's if that's your rationale for fun is that you have to be fully involved every single time at the peak of your. No, that's that's weak sauce role playing. You got to learn to play nope. dumb people, smart people, IQ uh, weak people is unplayable under any circumstance. And that's it. OK, but that, we're not even talking one or two. We're talking six and seven. Hey, I, I role play to seven. I can do that. Six or less, not fun. Actually, you can't because you didn't role play a seven. <laughs> you were thinking pretty strategically. Only only with 
his training. That's it. Anything that was outside my training went when whenever the game master gave allusions to things. Oh, birds are flying out of that tree way over there. I ignored it. Or the, 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 these, all these bugs seem to be moving in a, in a strange pattern. I ignored it. I ignored it. It was, it was beyond my ability to comprehend. It wasn't in my training. I wasn't trained for it. I don't know it. That's what I did. Well, uh, then you shouldn't be co the, uh, cooking the books. All right. So I was, I was gumping it. I uh, was at, uh, where are we next? Also, uh, also good in those circumstances for role-playing applications. Your players are gamers who like this type of thing. And I wouldn't say do this to like everybody in the party's got to suffer through this for weeks on time. Like, no, but if there is something that comes in that, uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you drank, oh, didn't, doesn't Dungeons Dragons have a cursed potion that lowers your IQ? You, at least I think it used to. Um, yeah. And you're going to suffer with that for 24 hours. And if unfortunately this battle that we fought today took four hours and the session's over and you're still within your 24 hours. Yeah. You're going to deal with that next week. Hmm. Uh, also, for an alternative personality, a really weak one uh, that is, sorry, sometimes it's hard to read, a uh, really weak one that is like a third one, more for comedic effect. I don't like that kind of stuff personally. I don't know your thoughts on that, but uh, I don't no, like, I, I don't like comedic effect role playing. Um, and a way to add something to the Jekyll and Hyde paradigm most often used for crazies. Definitely would get more XP for roleplay plus a story arc to fit uh, to fix situation as it plays out, and that's what that's the line that that stuck with me. That said, yes, absolutely. If I'm stripping something from your character as the game master, and I would I don't even want to say that I'm doing it, but if if it's happening in the game and you're something's being stripped from you as your character, and you're roleplaying it, and not not like a douche, not like as just a chaotic neutral dum dum. But you're actually trying to role play it. That absolutely would be worth role playing experience points. I 100% would give out extra experience points for that. And in the in the Rift's Ultimate book, it says that if you have two stats that are that are you know bad, then if you role play it, you get a 10% XP bonus for everything, on top of bonuses to your other stats, the D4 plus three plus a D4 whatever. You know it, it it's. It's the game trying to bribe you into playing badly on purpose. I don't like it. Palladium always had it to where there were no bad stats. And mm. then Rift's Ultimate comes along and not only gives bad stats, but severely bad stats. Right. No, and, and, and that part I agree with. Like I said, it's for, for me... Too, pendulum swung way too far on that yeah. one. Uh, I know I looked for it last week, but I wasn't able to find it. Put it, of course, right after I was. I found it. Oh, there it is. Uh, mine was set to minus ten. So it was it was three, five, ten, the, fifteen. Yeah, three, three and then three, four and five is all I did. I oh, you had to have a five or less in order to have a negative. Okay. And then at four and five, you had minus five percent XP and minus five to all um, skills. And okay. then at ten, it was still mine. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. At, Three, an attribute of three, uh, it was minus 10% to XP, but still only minus five to all skills. So essentially, it did slow down your experience. Yeah, and because that was, you have trouble learning. Yeah. I get it. But yeah. that isn't game breaking. And if you think no. it is, well, no, no, it isn't. And, oh, nope, that's the last one. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. The, the reason being it's not game breaking is because uh, just like in, in, uh, in many, many other role playing games, your OCC has has a has its own experience chart 
which means everyone's going to gain experience, gain levels at different rate, even if they gain the same experience. A city rat, like a thief in second edition, is going to level up faster because their, their experience table is nowhere near as severe as, say, a cyber knight or a leyline walker or a, or a mind melter. Though those ones are the ones that take a lot of experience points to gain levels. So now if you I, look at I it that way, that's, that's no different. I suspect you do this anyway, but mm -hmm. let's just go with as written for just a moment, right? In the rules in the, in the uh, Rifts Unlimited book, you are a detriment. I mean, there's just no, no yeah. two ways of looking at that. Yeah. You are a detriment. But what could you do? Well, I hand wave that. I don't play with those rules. I play with the old version rules. And yeah. I could see people doing the same thing because you know somebody's going to whine. Like, I have to take 10% longer to get there. You're either going to run, because I saw this with, uh, with old D&D. Remember old D&D, old &D, if you had a 16 or higher, you got 10% bonus. Or, or you got a 5% bonus, and then at 17 or higher, you got a 10% bonus. Whatever it happened to be, it depends sure. on the addition that you were playing uh, to your XP. I saw game masters just say, oh, just take your 10% on top of that. Like, didn't matter what your, <laughs> what your prime requisite was. You just gave I, it to everybody. I didn't even use it. I didn't even use that. Oh, I did. I, I, I used I it, I but I used it by the book. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't use the bonus for high attributes. I was like, nah. I wouldn't have cared personally. Uh, Application in my eyes. I don't, it, I don't need it. I, I didn't like it because it caused people to have to have that 16 or I have can't have the high stat. Exactly right. That sucks. That's stupid. It's bad role playing. You don't need a high right. stat. I'm not going to incentivize you to lie to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, there we go. That is the end of segment one. So go ahead, like subscribe and share. Tell us what you think about it. You know, I, uh, Every time somebody's going to, if Zarex already happened during the stream, somebody's going to quote some page or something yep. that's like, you didn't read the right napkin. Yep. That was, this was written on. We don't care. Um, context. I want you to sit back for a second. I want you to think about the context. Does your pedantry matter? It probably does not. If it changes the point we're trying to make, let us know. If it doesn't, keep it to yourself. We don't care. Or put it out here and then get some sort of asshole message back from me because I love typing those messages up. Even when even when you're a longtime viewer, ask the guy who just got lit up for me this morning today. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, you need to step away before we go into segment two? or Yeah, I will, but I'm going to do this one thing first here. Okay. Uh, Magus here says, honestly, I like negatives for having low stats is great. People who want everyone to be a genius war machine wizard god. There is merit in that statement. I agree. But for Palladium, up until up until Rift's Ultimate, there there wasn't a a, a detriment for having a low stat except for the figured characteristics. Like if you had a three physical endurance you start off with three hit points that sucks if you have a three speed you start off not being able to walk very fast you know like okay <laughs> i mean every, everyone else is like dude hurry up like again that's all i got you know if you have a if you have a, a, a three strength you're probably not going to be swinging swords around you're going to be using guns well, that's, that's why you made physical beauty the dump step exactly and, and physical be like god damn he's ugly but it didn't do anything to you you know like whatever but now having a having a three pe or three iq or or three it's not just role playing or inconvenience it is a serious detriment well beyond even 5e detriments or 2e detriments in stats like if you had a three you know dexterity 
in in second edition what you had minus three to your armor class minus three to initiative but if you have a three physical prowess in rifts ultimate you are boned you are boned everywhere it's not just in combat like it is in D&D. &D. It's everywhere. You got minuses to all these skills. You got minuses to all these everyday things and in combat. And if you have a minus speed, which is the like, again, I'll say it again. It's the worst one of the lot. If you have a thousand speed, you get no combat bonuses or minuses. It's just how fast you run. But if you have a six or less speed, you get minus one initiative, minus one to dodge. Fuck you, game. Was it first edition or was it a specific setting of rifts, or not rifts, of palladium that speed used to actually add into your dodge? Because um, I want to say I want to say it was in the original TMNT. It could be. We we didn't cover it this year. We didn't cover yeah. the original TMNT this year, but it it could have been. But that 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 uh, is easily uh, uh, talked away as part of the you know chimera action of human and animal speed actually means something now yeah you could say that but for for everything else if you were if you were a human your speed was just how fast you ran that's it and it still is in riffs ultimate except now instead of a bonus for a high stat you just get a minus for a low stat that doesn't make sense that's completely unfair and it's, it's stupid i don't, I don't know about unfair but it's yeah. unneeded it's it's unjustifiable I'm fast, I get nothing. I'm slow, I get screwed. Uh, uh, what? Well, you get something at 16 and higher. 16, no, 17, speed 18. Is nothing. Speed is nothing. Oh, okay, you're just talking speed, okay. Yeah. it's Like I said, it's the worst one of the stats because you get nothing for a high one, unlike the other ones, but you get penalized in combat for a low stat. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. But yes, now I'm going to go. So L says, ooh, Max ranted for the stream, so he has no energy. Uh, you can read through the comments from the Friday Night Show stream. You'll find it there. Probably cap speed stat at seven or bit. What? Yeah, but that's the thing. Okay, what's the point? What is the point of rolling dice that can go from three to 18 if you're going to be like, well, I'll just start you out at a seven? No. No, no. Make your game design fit the dice or make it a point buy system or something like that. Um, like I said, uh, Heathen Dog and I agree on the 80% portion of this. Uh, we don't agree completely because I do think that, uh, that you can play low attributes and I think that they should be meaningful but still viable. I always use that word viable. The characters have to remain viable and I would argue that they don't. Not if you're playing riffs or, well, because it's based on riffs, right? Not if you're playing riffs to its full potential. You're going to need all those OCC skills at some point. So. Yeah. And uh, if you have an IQ of five or four, you lose half. You, you actually start losing OCC skills, not OCC related. You start losing OCC skills and bonuses thereof. And that literally breaks your OCC. You need all those skills. In, in every single Palladium product, your OCC skills, they were the same. Exactly the same. You know why? Because that's what you need to be that class. These are the skills you require to properly be a ranger. 
or uh, or a glitter boy or a leyline walker or a witch or a wizard or whatever. If you don't have these skills, you're you're not a you're not fully functional as your class. So if you have an IQ of five or four, you are not fully functional as a as a character class by definition because you don't have all the skills. So what what the hell? That's way too severe, way too severe. Give me just one moment. I am going to zoom in on that. Oops. Oh, actually, I put it elsewhere, so I don't have to show it there. I can just read it up. Yeah. All right. So let's get this up. All right. So apparently, Dungeons and Dragons, Watsy has a problem. There aren't enough dungeon masters out there for them to monetize. What does that, what mean? Does that mean? Yeah, good question. Great question. Thanks for that. I didn't even know you were going to do that. <laughs> well, what that means is read the disclaimer. I don't and think then, that. Then after you're done reading this, uh, the disclaimer, let's uh, go ahead and check out the links in our social, uh, for our social media and our Discord. Come join us on Discord. Have conversations with folks. You can also check out our merchandise and the charity we support. And of course, alternative media which uh, i've been telling folks recently because i'm not going to stop how i talk haha ha, you got suspended on twitter i'm still talking yeah. <laughs> you still haven't shut me up oh my I'll... god I, I got suspended on a place that doesn't actually exist oh geez what am I right do? it's like oh I, we've uh we've been getting a bunch of uh reports on youtube also and i don't care haha ha, we got you to stop talking on youtube if you want an echo chamber that's great but i still will not stop talking so one of the things that i've been asking folks to do is like hey help us get to 100 backers subscribers whatever they're called over there on rumble and i'll start streaming to rumble directly because uh gotta have 100 uh, folks over there before uh you, you can, can start streaming or, or you have to pay them and i don't feel like paying them until i've actually started earning something right uh but right. uh you're not scaring me. You're not intimidating me. I don't give a damn. I'm going to report you and you're going to get banned. Okay. Wow, that just shows what, what a little punk you are, what a little bitch you are. That, that's what that means. So, yeah, please, please report me. And, of course, you can check out our live stream schedule there. That's right, Thursdays and Saturdays, Heathen Dog plays uh, Dungeons & Dragons Online currently. Yes on twitch.tv slash legion of myth and on sundays and fridays we give you our wonderfulness that you're about to watch right now friday chill stream got a panel of panel of cool people who come on and talk well sometimes they're cool people this last friday was pretty cool people. Uh, <laughs> other times nah they're cool i'm not and then of course sunday uh as you could be watching right now is segment two so I've got a few things. I am not going to read through articles and I am not going to uh, watch full videos because you know, you know what happens when we start to do that. So I'm going to give you... On. What's that? Starts to drag on a bit. Yeah. You, you stop a lot. Yeah. <laughs> things need to be said. Uh, but I am conflating, kind of intentionally, I am conflating two issues. If you have not watched uh, Questing Beast uh, Dungeon Masterpiece, I thought there was one other that I uh, I can't think of off the top of my head, have videos on the first part of this, which is apparently Dungeons & Dragons does not have enough Dungeon Masters. Why like is people, 
because people are finding it difficult to be a dungeon master. And I think Questing Beast video is the best one, at least that I watched so far, even compared to the articles that I've read, is the best one, where he pretty much sums it up pretty quickly. Is like, in, in old school, and I'm not saying I agree with him 100% on this, but I absolutely agree with where he's coming from, which is where he says, you know, in the old days, all you need to do is scribble up a dungeon, throw some monsters in it, and you had a game. And you could run games now. Is it the deepest game ever? No, but you could do that. Nowadays, you've got these folks. Why? Where is all my text? Okay, there we go. Uh, you have these folks that you've all of a sudden, oh, you have to be a storyteller. You've got you to be an author, and you've got to be a, a therapist, and, and you've got to cater to all the players at the table and, and their wants and needs, and you have to put all this together in story forms. Like, no, you actually don't. That's the nonsense that you guys have started to do to try to try to change how the games are run. If you want to run your game like that, go for it. I'll tell you now, I, I'm so jaded about this stuff now. He probably won't want to hear this, but uh, if somebody says I've got a story planned, I'm going to go, I'm going to play it to break it. And, and, I, and I mean that to some degree. Uh, why? Because it's not your story, Dungeon Master. It's not. If you think it is, uh, go write a book. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have a world that progresses a certain way, like I do it through timelines. I hate to use the word plots because then people get stuck in story, but let's go with the whole plot thing. At certain intervals, these checkpoints are going to happen, right? These plot elements, maybe that's a better way of saying it, are, are, are going to happen. Either the characters are going to stop it or the characters are going to perpetuate it, whatever, right? For Like I said, for me, it's timelines. For him, it's, it might be something a little different. But if you have this, we are going to play... Uh, we're we're going to play... Let's use a biblical story because I don't know. I just popped my... We're going to play Samson and Delilah. And you have to play it exactly like, no, no, no. It's got to be, gotta be the hair cutting and so on and so forth. Well, no. No. No, it does not. That's you're you're a bad game master. All right. A good game master, however you want to do this, whether it's through plot points, whether it's timelines, or whether it's WTF, I don't care. I'm just gonna see what they do and wing it. Some people say they can do that. Fine. The players are not in charge. And that's the other thing. And if there's one thing that that uh that Questing Beast got wrong, and it's a very pedantic thing, but I think it's meaningfully pedantic in this case. And that's, he said that uh, 5e has put Dungeon Masters on a pedestal. No. Really? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, he, I think he used the wrong word there. And, and I'll let, just so you know, I base this on watching a third video from somebody called The Rules Lawyer. So I'm not telling you, I'm actually, he said it and I was like, you're 100% right. That was the term I'm looking for. And uh, he said that the expectations are too high. They're not put up on a pedestal. They're given too many expectations. Right. And, and so I think he said that right. So let, let's show you a couple things. Uh, present this here so that we can kind of stay focused a little bit here. I hope you're watching chat to put some things up there because we're focused on this. Uh, right here. And it's funny because when I read this, I was like, I need to highlight that. And then I watched Questing Piece video and he highlighted it. It's like, well, good, good to see that I'm not the only one on this one. So, um, and like I said, that Questing Beast video was done really well. And it's only like seven minutes long, if I remember correctly. So playing the role of Dungeon Master can be a rewarding job, but it is sometimes thankless. Have you run into that where being a Dungeon Master, Game Master is thankless? 
Even Sorry, what? Have you run into a situation where being a DM GM is thankless? No. Neither have I. You know, and I've taught, and that's even going with playing at store. You know, the, the when store. I played at like War Games West, the Source in Minnesota. You know, whatever. Like, I, it's never been a thankless job. And yeah, I use the word job there, but uh, I do it because I find it fun. So no matter what, whatever somebody wants to say uh, <laughs> about about my how I'm a bad game master and a bad friend, <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, all right, oh, thank you for the two dollars, Crafty. Players treat five EDMs as service providers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, I and think everyone that- everyone knows what everyone thinks of Comcast. <laughs> so if you if you if you treat your DM like like you treat a Comcast representative, well, he's gonna run away. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and always taxing. Now it can be taxing to be a dungeon master. Heathen Dog and I've talked about yeah. it in the past with regard to you could tell, maybe not every single time, but probably those days. Let's let's go back to because you didn't play my AD and D game. You did play in no. my Airton game though. You guys could generally tell when I was ready for the game. Yes. And when I was not. <laughs> yes. Now, did it go from amazing to shit? I don't think no. so, but I think it went from pretty darn good to, all right, well, we made it through another day. <laughs> we're we're going to make it through today, people. We're going to make yeah. it through today. <laughs> um, so there is effort that needs to be put into it. So that taxing word isn't necessarily bad, but I think it might be a touch hyperbolic, but I'll go, but I'll go with it. But it's never been thankless. Uh, at least for me. Okay. Uh, D and D can be overwhelming to any new player. Uh, yeah, I think so. Overwhelming? No. I've seen people Whelming? sit there. Yeah. <laughs> well, me okay. I see. I, I've seen people sit there and get nervous about the dice you're supposed to roll for twenty minutes. Go. Can I do this? Well, can I do this other thing? Can I do these? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. It's like no, no. But calm stop. down, son. Yeah. Stop calm it. Down. It's okay. You got the player next to you, help you out. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if he can't help you out, then you can ask me. I'll help you out. It's all good, man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And I think that's one of the problems that new game masters don't elucidate to, to the people, to the players, is that, hey, just relax. You tell me what you're trying to do, and I'll let you know where that limit comes in. If you tr- tell me, well, I want to jump from here to the moon. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> you try and you get about a foot and a half up and then you come right back down. There you go. Good job. Or make your roll. Oh, you, you leap four feet. Good. Good for you, Superman. Uh, but if there's just, just use the imagination, relax and play, have your character enveloped in the story. And I think, uh, I think this, this worry about what do I roll and what do I do? And how do I do this? You know, you've got, we've seen it for some people on one side of the fence where it's like, you should never ask questions. Relaxing more doesn't it? You're no, just weird then. No, but when you're not relaxed and you're super tense, you're not also not thinking straight. Yeah. So if you relax, take a breath, you can now you can now ask questions and accept commentary logically, and you're yeah. gonna have a better time. Stop stressing. I've literally seen people at the table go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, what are you shaking for? <laughs> why, why are you shaking? This is not really life and death. Take a breath. It's okay. Relax right. a little bit ask some questions, listen to some responses. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. And and for a new player, that's fine. At some point, I would say, okay, no, let's not ask questions anymore. Let's just, what what are you doing? Uh, unless I haven't described a scene well enough or, or something like that, then, then I can get it. It's like, hey, um, is, is there, is, 
is the what is the waterfall over here blah blah blah. Yeah, i don't know i can't think of anything i'm not running any games right now but, but i mean there are times when it is okay to ask or why don't you just say you're gonna go do it and then i can correct the action kind of like what rpg has done with me with the when it came to the water during our public uh broadcast section mm -hmm. because i was misunderstanding how that water was and i thought i was going one way and he's like no you've got the rift and you've got that truck in the way it's like oh okay well yeah but you know it's okay just just go on just anyway roll with it it's fine exactly exactly uh just roll the perfect example of that one is my intent as you were driving back now this is on the private session as you were driving back slowly because you didn't know how to drive the truck i was I, I wanted to be in front of you guys so i could get back with mr Bugman first well that didn't happen because he misunderstood what i was trying to do i didn't either say it clearly or he, you know as the game master he's got 49 million things going on in his head did i bitch about it roll with it uh, I was supposed to be there first, man. What the fuck? Now, now, how am I? No, it's just like, you know what? I thought I was going to get there first, but maybe I had to walk slower because I had this dude stuck in grips or something. I just, it didn't matter. Okay, so we, we got there. Just calm down. Take it as it is and stop trying to be a perfectionist. Just play. Uh, now, where's it? This is especially true for a DM who needs to know all of the rules. Okay, that is an oversimplification. You don't need to know all of the rules. You need to be able to look them up when appropriate yeah. and make a ruling when advantageous and then move on. That's right. what you need to do. But that does take practice. It, it does take time to master that skill. So I get it. Well, also fine. understand the framework of the game. If you understand the framework of the game or what I would call the spirit of the game, you can make a bad ruling. No, I wouldn't call it a bad ruling. You can uh, make improper. a ruling. Yeah, and there you go. An improper ruling and still have it be great. Yes. Still have it work in the, in the moment and everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. Even though the rule that, that, that you adjudicated was wrong, yeah. objectively wrong. It still worked in the moment yep. and it, it progressed the storyline didn't break the game. It means it's a win. Exactly. Now you're going to know that the rule is different moving forward. And that's or great. You might you keep it, keep it as a house rule or Either keep it way. as a house rule. But now, you know, moving forward, everyone knows moving forward, this is now the norm. Mm-hmm. So who needs to know all the rules? Adjudicate them. I like yep. that word. That's that's I, I, that was that was probably the best word in this paragraph. Yep. Create or manage the story. Fine. I don't like the create part. I know, but that's why it said or. Yeah, fair. Or manage. Uh, that's fine. Uh, manage sure. Plan logistics for the group. I don't fully understand that one. I, I think it's uh, plan logistics, meaning that that. Uh, if the group is doing this, the world is going to respond this way. If the group does this, the world will respond this way. It could be something like that. I'm wondering if it goes to out of character stuff, like as in where are we going to meet? I'm responsible oh, for the venue. I'm responsible for. Yeah. I'll bring the snacks. I'll bring the food. I'll bring the thing. I'll bring the this. dungeon master. Isn't responsible for that. The he's, person he's responsible for his part of it. And he, yes. he may be the one responsible for having the venue. I don't know. That's the word I was going to use. The the person with the venue is the one that's responsible for that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if that's game master one the same, then fine. Uh, and cater the experience to what each player wants. Oh, full stop on that one. Full stop on that one. No, no, it is not the dungeon master's job to give the players what they want, except if they want to play in a game. Inside the game, you get what you can. Mm -hmm. however you can 
it's not my responsibility to cater to your experience in there. You get what you can and like it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, leave the group. And if, yeah. but they're my friends. Okay. Are they I, still going to be your friends? If you're not playing in a game with them? No. Well, then they weren't really your friends. I have friends whose games I won't play in. I do. Like, I'm like, no. One, because the games they run. And yes, game does matter. So it doesn't matter as long as you're playing with friends. So I call bullshit on that, at least for me. Uh, game system matters to some degree. It's not, the, it's not like that's everything. I'm just saying friends matter. The game system matters. The genre matters. You know, certain things like that do matter to me. But there are some friends of mine who just say that their style of play is not my style of play. And I just do not enjoy their style of play. Guess what? We're still friends. Uh, so the, now to be fair, they won't cater to my style and that's appropriate because it works for them. I don't cater to their style. Although they'll play in my games. <laughs> They're more open-minded about the time. <clears throat> uh, the amount of effort involved makes it inaccessible for new players and difficult for experienced ones to sustain long-term. See, if you're, if you're constantly, it says cater to the experience. I'm going to go ahead and replace that with a shorter phrase, pander to the player. If you keep doing that as a DM, you're going to burn out because now it's going to be more and more unfair to you. How do you make everybody happy all the time? You can't. You can't. You can't. You're going to burn out doing it. And I get it. So don't do that. So um, let me look at my notes and see what I have here. So uh, I think this is all about this article right here. Uh, Question Beast did a video on this where, get this off the screen, half my writing's covered. There we go. Where the general premise was, if 5e didn't try to make the DM things he's not and just worry about the simple things the DM is supposed to do, you know, location, monsters, adjudicate dice, you wouldn't have this problem. And I think he's right. Now, if you want to do more, this is like some people, you know, I use World Anvil and Dungeon Fog and I create all this stuff and it took me 22 years to make my world. Like, why? why you know, in the old days, it'd be a hex crawl. I don't even know what's in this hex. Let's roll the dice and find out. Oh, shit, that's there. Hold on. I mean, okay, that's there. That's, you know, like, doesn't have to be this fully formed and functional. Yeah. You're not writing a novel. You can let things come 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 into play Randomly. yeah now Randomly. if it's just too stupid you just say no to it and roll again or decide what's there you, know, you can do that like heathen dog said earlier it takes some time takes a little practice but you can do this you don't have to have this fully fleshed out and functional i have 79 npcs all with their own personalities in this town why is that really necessary? There, I mean, at most, the 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 player characters are only going to really involve themselves with up to three. That's it. Realistically, that's it. Everyone else can can be a, a video game NPC, have like five lines dialogue, and that's it. That's fine. Since nothing started, I'll do this. No D and D is better than bad D and D. I agree with this. Yeah. I know some people have the exact opposite, but uh, I'm with Nerdy Ogre on this one. Uh, to do what's next uh question beast also noted something i've seen and have stated probably more on the friday chill stream as well you get new players into the osr and they'll generally like it better and are more excited to be a dm 
Now, this isn't uh, you know true across the board. It's a generalization. But in my experience, even the people that play 5e, 3e, and Pathfinder still try to play it, one, especially once they're exposed to it, in a more old-school style. I, because it's more flexible. It's generally just easier. You don't have to memorize all those rules. I guess, you know, with Pathfinder, it might be a little bit more difficult, but, uh, you know, just like with Palladium, it'd be a little bit more difficult than, say, a basic D&D. But you go back to the basic set of D&D, any of the basic sets of D&D, and you'll come to find that there aren't a lot of rules there. There's a framework there. One-minute rounds, 10-minute turns. Move this far in a dungeon, this far in the wilderness. Roll, roll based on your combat matrix. You know, like... Uh, what is it? You're level two? Okay, roll a 19 or better. You hit, oh, for this one, you have to roll a, a, a 16 or better. You know, there you go. I mean, it's not difficult. Now everything's about reach and facing, and I've set up this buff, and and I've got this, you know, lighting condition. I'll, I'll listen to James Elcove run his game, and it makes me laugh, and I'm not busting his balls or anything like this, but it'll make me laugh because it'll be like, okay, you are now at wounded three? fuck is a wounded three? Am I hurt or not hurt? What the, you know, like, why do I need to have categories of wounded? One of, not my favorite game by any stretch of the imagination, but Heathen Dog might, will probably understand what I'm about to say. I love the wounding system of the old world of darkness. Mm. Minuses to all your dice pools, depending on, depending on what wound you are. And it, I, I don't remember the categories, but it went blah, 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 incapacitated yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Bruised bruised injured wounded wounded uh something else something else incapacitated dead yeah and and everyone had the same number of boxes on, on unless you had this one trait that gave you one extra box and you know ev everyone knew exactly what it was it was minus zero minus one minus two minus three minus four minus five and dead you know that, that that's in that that goes to all of your dice pools because the the pain is getting worse and it's harder concentrating pain so you get minuses to any any action that you do because it's painful to move or painful to think or you know you're suffering through this giant wound that is drawing your attention away from the task at hand it makes sense and that's all you needed that's the only that's the only mechanic you needed to to simulate damage and to be fair other games that did something similar earth dawn it's kind of a hybrid between that and a D&D type system. Shadow Run? Yeah. With this thing. target number system? Yep. And well, how do you tell the difference between a big bad bruiser and Mortimer Snurd? Um the ability to resist that damage. Yes. <laughs> so, um well, oh, another great one, uh West End D6 system did something similar to that as well. So, in anyway, without without, you know, nuancing uh, parsing systems out there, you you don't have to have a million and one rules in order for a game to work. You need a good framework. And yes, I, I think one guy or the, the, the rules layer guy, I think he kind of mocked it. I might be, I might've misinterpreted that, but he seemed to kind of mock the concept of rulings over rules. Yes. It's the DM's game rulings over rules. Mm -hmm. When RPG is dumb, it was running our riffs game. I don't know if he got every ruling, right? I don't know if he got every rule, right? Hell there are a couple times heathen dog. And I was like, I think this is a, uh, an eight. No, it's a 12. It's a, you know, whatever he made a rule and just went with it. Okay. Yeah. You know, you got, and, like, and you know what? He made that ruling and we went, okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we said, okay. You know, I, I, I really believed it was a 12. Then he said it was an eight. I went, okay. Eight. I'll go with it. So, and now did, did he look it up after the fact? I don't know. I don't care. Maybe <laughs> it's his game. Maybe you know, he if did. he wants to, he can. Uh, but ultimately, 
The thing is, you don't have to be like, ah, ah, no, I should actually get a plus two here. That's the type of shit that tells me you're a bad player. Yes. And, and your dungeon master needs to kick you out. And and you're you're causing your your own game master's burnout. Yes. Yes, you are causing this this uh, this lack of of of, uh, of qualified dungeon masters out there because players wanting either to the strict adherence to the rules or the the strict adherence to their victory because they're entitled little bitches and they have to win every time when they don't they get bitchy and start whining and it burns out a game master it burns out a dungeon master It, it 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 weighs on them over and over and over again so hang on we've 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 said all this we've we've said all this here but the beginning was monetizing game oh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get to that i, I, I want to get through this I, first because i want to i want to i want to lead into that where we get okay, all these well, dm problems first speed into it then uh so the rules layer when i watched i did not watch this entire video but i watched some of it uh it's a channel out there commented about uh this on his live stream saying that in his experience people weren't excited about the osr because quote i didn't like the fact that a random die roll meant i died Ethan dog that's how many in real life i mean how many times have you been in that scenario where one die roll killed you? just one the only times i've been in the scenario where a single die roll has killed me is when i did something incredibly stupid oh so you mean something led up to that yes something led up to that like there there is uh a, a, the, the the beach is being shelled by by the enemy and and there there is a, a satchel <clears throat> excuse me a, a satchel 100 yards in 100 yards in and someone needs to go get it well instead of waiting until it's safe i ran out there to get it now i put myself in a, in a danger where i could be hit by a random shell from the enemy bombardment and just die because you know a bomb plus a squishy me equals <laughs> salsa me yeah so one roll could kill me catastrophic damage just killed me I mean, let's use D and D and D and D. You could have disintegrate, power word, kill. Those exactly. are higher level things that one, you see in protection. Girl, boom, yeah. and and you're done. But yes. it didn't just fall out of the fucking sky. You put yourself in that situation. You know, I'm going to charge the Medusa. Okay, you're stoned. That's that's stupid. I I failed one roll. No, yep. you turn the corner and charge the Medusa putting yourself in a position for one role to live or die. That's and what guess what? You now know how that monster works in this game. The next time you come across one, you might be bunking a little well, better. If, if they actually, if, you know, if everyone wins and turns you back from a stone, but I, you know, that might not work. I don't know. But even outside of that, you know, one of the things about old, older school D and D was a lot more player knowledge. Also, yes. I know we don't like metagaming, but, but there was some player knowledge added right. into that. Um, so I'm not, I know I'm going to sound it, so I'm not going to dwell on this, but I'm, uh, I'm just going to sound a little pedantic on this, but uh, I don't believe the just one die roll thing. But with that said, fine, let's go with that. It's a game. This isn't... Uh, what do you, this isn't improv. This isn't where we're just sitting around saying yes and all the time. This is a game. Games come with dice rolls. Play Monopoly. You hit the wrong square. You're screwed. Yeah, a, a game uh implies there are winners and losers and randomness is decided by rolling different kinds of dice 
So you could win or you can lose based on the dice or based on your decisions or based on both. Usually, if it's a single die roll between life and death, you did something to put yourself there to make that that single die roll actually matter. Examine that. My, my third point to this one is that you, and by you, I mean either this guy or Watsy or the weirdos on Twitter or whatever, are not properly presenting, representing, or even playing the game. Yes, I went that far. This is not an improv session, as I already said, where you circle jerk each other with yes ands. If you don't like the fact that random chance, aka bad luck, can kill the character, get the fuck out. You're the ones ruining the hobby. Yeah. You're the stop, ones think. Stop playing games with dice. Yes. You know, cards and and uh, and everyone take turns being dungeon master. There are games like that out there. There are games for you. Random chance games are not one of them. But I have the possibility to lose. Yes, you do. Play a game with with cards instead of dice. But even then, you could pull the ace. Well, our ace is higher. Low. I know. Uh, so for. My comment to the rules lawyer, and I, by the way, uh, people put in chat, hey, I like him, hey, I hate him, whatever. I, I don't know him. Uh, I've watched a couple of his things in the past. It's the first time I've seen him in a while. I have no opinion about him one way or the other, good, bad, or otherwise. I'm not judging him as a whole. He might have a great channel. He might have a horrible channel. I, I'm not sure. I'm subscribed, if that matters. Um, you know, But part of your job, the rules lawyer, is to present the traditions of the game in order to set the expectations. So, I don't think I've ever seen a, seen a single die roll kill a PC. Even with power word kill and disintegrate, it's always a system of events, kind of like Heathen Dog was saying, which include player choices and the dice. And if you're not explaining to your players that adventuring is dangerous, then you, the DM, are setting inappropriate expectations for your players. Oh, God, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because nowadays I, I i hear players say like i don't know why it was so dangerous i mean you are an adventurer do you know what adventure means we're supposed to be heroes in the book no you are an adventurer hoping to become a hero heroes usually aren't heroes until after they've done the dangerous things and survived that's what makes a hero you could also be a hero posthumously but you got to be dead which one is it going to be? Either you either you survive and triumph or you die or you die heroically. That's how you become a hero. Up until that point, you are an adventurer. Adventure has turmoil. Adventure has risk. It has reward and risk. That's what it's for. You don't start off as a hero. Hero is earned. You're level one. You're trying to make your name. You are an adventurer. And if you play ACKS, you're an adventurer, then a conqueror, and then a king. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uh, the rules lawyer goes on to say that he doesn't like that kind of lethality. He was talking about old school gaming. Instead of zero to hero, he's another dumbass who wants to play fantasy superheroes. And so that's... I, I put those things together because he also commented on Dungeon Masterpiece, which is I covered on the Friday Chill stream. So I kind of wanted to put these together because he did a video that, that critiqued the Questing Beast. So what does that have to do with the second part of yeah, this? Monetizing uh, Game Masters. All right. I don't know if you can read that. doesn't matter. I can't read that. 
That's fine. I'll, I'll read it for you. Okay. So, in fact, I'm not going to read it off of this one. I'm going to read it off of the other one. Where did I put it? Right here. Okay. So, Cynthia Williams, one of the executives that you guys can put in chat what her exact title is. I don't care. I just don't care. But uh, she's Watsy over there, you know, with Wizards, Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons Dragons, right? I'm going to read it as it's written here. This is the transcript. So there might be portions of this that don't matter, but the point will be made. Thank you, Arpine. D&D is, has never been more popular, and we have a really great fans and incredible engagement. But the first thing I saw with the brand is really under-monetized. 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 Earlier this year, we acquired D&D Beyond, and we're really excited about the possibilities the platform pro platform provides and the positive momentum we've already seen. We made this acquisition to strengthen our connection to players and to power our next phase of product development, user acquisition, and to have life service tools through which we gain a really valuable, valuable data-driven insights. You mean with with DDB subscription fees? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with DDB. You know, uh, Dungeons Dragons Beyond. We have a window into how fans are playing the game daily. No, you don't. No, no, that's not how people at the table play the game, and more people still play at the table. Okay. Uh, we have a window into how fans are playing the game daily, even if they're playing around the table. You're wrong. Many of our D&D fans use Dungeons Dragons Beyond as a companion app on our phone to make the experience better. A few do. It's not the majority. And this gives us a look at how people are playing in their homes that we have never had before. And I've actually talked to a bunch of people who, and pretty much the responses are, oh, I've used D&D Beyond. We don't use it anymore. It's like, oh, I'll create my character in D&D Beyond, but it's just for the creation. Then, then I do it on my own. I have, I had a D&D Beyond account for my fifth edition game. And I actually use some of those tools. Like, oh, I took a shirt rest, tap there. Oh, look, it does all the healing for me. I didn't like it. Well, it's so convenient. I didn't feel like I was actually affecting my character sheet. That I was learning what was what my character is really supposed to do. I was just tapping a button and things happen. So uh, even even the people I talk to now are saying that uh, D and D Beyond is not how they play, other than uh, to get started. Now that's anecdotal. To be fair, that is anecdotal. But I fail to believe that it's the majority of people. It seems to me that the more you use it, the less you learn about the system. It's 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 the whole automation taking away knowledge thing. Oh, Crafty even said what I was just saying. Uh, where is that? Uh, wherever it is on there, I'll let you find. Oh, here it is. My players in my Tuesday game used DDB on for creation, but they print out the sheet and hand it to me. There. Yeah, there it is. Malachi says only one person is group that used yeah. So, anywho, all right. And so when we think about our future monetization, we start here. Dungeon Masters, which are the people who guide you through the adventure. They only make up about 20% of the audience, but they are the largest share of our paying players. Now, there's, I think there's truth to that, because how many times did you run a game where you as a Dungeon Master came with the book or books? Yes. At yeah. least to start the campaign. Maybe after yeah. some time went on. You were the one with the most books at the table. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And if those books can be digital and easier to lug around, I get it. I get why, why you would pay for the PDF. I get it. Understood. So yes, to, to your metrics, it look it's, it is that the, uh, that the game masters are the ones buying more of the books. Yes. I 
I can see that as real. I can see that. Great. You're feeding right into the next part of this. That's awesome. The rest of the players at the table, we believe digital will allow us to offer a lot more options to create rewarding experiences post sales that helps us unlock the type of recurrent spending you see in digital games where more than 70% of the revenue in digital gaming uh, comes post sale. All right. Full stop. Full stop. They're, they're literally ruining D and D by turning it into a video game. They want to have the same monetization structure as fucking loot boxes. Yes. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. So what about people like me and you? We don't play online, or even if we do play online, because you know, people have been yelling at me, you say, Max, you've played online. You're playing riffs online right now. Uh, we don't use that nonsense. We play no. with physical character sheets, even physical dice, <laughs> as it is right now. And you know, we, we're playing almost like it is at a table, but it has to be online. Right. How are you going to monetize me? Because I'm not going to buy the shit. I will no. always and forever. Well, this is my notebook now, but I will use a notebook. That's how it's going to be done. Yeah. I'll give my character sheet to the DM if he wants it. I'll keep a copy of it online if I have to for him, because I'm a firm believer that the character belongs to the DM, not to me. Right. It's in the DM's world. So, uh, and that's even when I'm a player. Uh, well, well, how is it you think you're going to bilk me out of money? It's just not going to happen. The only people that you're going to be able to build money from are the, the sparkle ponies. Or, or the, the dungeon masters who want to use your tools to help build their world. But the problem is, once that's done, if they can download as PDF all the worlds they built or, or screenshot all the stuff they did and then stop payment, that's what I'd do. I still say, what about World Anvil? People build a lot of stuff in World Anvil. They don't need D&D Beyond. Mm. Does, does D&D Beyond make some things convenient? Sure, if, if you feel that that's more convenient. I'll tell you right now that pen and paper is more convenient to me, which is why I bought the Remarkable, because I'm finding this thing to be my number one electronic godsend of, <laughs> of modern technology. Uh, because I love the tactile feel. I like to have the notebooks. I like the way notebooks work. And there's no way you can convince me that online is better. For me, just can't. And this isn't, oh, you're just a grognard. But no, I understand. I work in IT. I know how to use the tools. I don't like them. Okay. So, uh, so let me, let's say that again. The rest of the players at the table, we believe digital will allow us to offer a lot more options to create rewarding experiences post-sale that helps us unlock the type of recurrent spending you see in digital games where more than 70% of the revenue in digital gaming comes post-sale. And then the last paragraph is... The speed of digital means that we're able to expand from what is essentially a yearly book publishing model to a recurrent spending environment. And we're offering content we know fans want. I'd love to see that definition of fan because I don't think so. So we're super excited about the type of opportunities we have with D&D to expand beyond the tabletop to reach highly engaged multi-generational fans all around the globe. To reach into their wallets. Yep. There, the thing is, all the five E has been moving toward a, a video game dynamic for a while. Really hard to die. You're, you're the hero from from jump, and ev everything should should be should be procedural to your victory. That's what a video game is. 
And now they're just going to monetize it the same way. And then I'm going to follow that up with one more, but I'm only reading one paragraph here. Uh, oops, I guess I can't zoom in. Uh, there we go. Uh, here, it's this one right here. The executives are less worried about design than installing more on-ramps for players to spend their money. Mm-hmm. Williams mentioned that while Dungeons Masters comprise roughly 20% of the D&D player base, they make up the largest share of our paying customers. An investment in digital, she posits, will allow Wizards of the Coast to unlock the type of recurrent spending you see in digital games. So, But, but so, it's that first sentence. Yeah. Just, if you can do me a favor, read that first sentence for me here. The executives are less worried about design than installing more on-ramps for players to spend their money. Yes. That's, that's awful. And I, I understand in that environment how a DM would want to quit. It's like, I, there, to, for, to play the game you guys want, I have to spend money every month. I have month. to be a therapist. I have to be a novelist. I have to uh, cater to my players' whims. I have to develop the world. I have to make sure they're okay with my world because, you know, players are the most yeah. important. And, and now on top have, of that. To spend, yeah, and now I have to spend 5, 10, 15 bucks a month. Why, why would I want this thankless bullshit job? But Heathen Dog um, paid DMs. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through that article. But there's an article. I think. Uh, I think it was Questing Beast that uh, mentioned it, where uh, talk about there aren't enough paid DMs. Maybe there was somebody else who mentioned it. Like, I, I'm not gonna take away anybody's hustle. If yeah. you get paid to be a DM, good for you. Good. I will never pay for somebody to be a DM. Nope. And I can't foresee me ever accepting money for it. Now, I'm but, not saying I never would. If somebody's offering me money, I'm going to take it. But in this instance, where the game master is expected to have all the players live, have all the players see, have all the players happy, and spend $5, $10, $15 a month for, for, for everything they need to actually accomplish that feat, having them ask for money in return does not sound far-fetched anymore. Right. And that is a bad way to go. Because if you start monetizing your DMs like that, you're you're going to start pissing off 20 20 percent of, of your gaming community because they're they're the ones who are being shit on and whose job has now become thankless i think it's going to be more than 20 percent because you're going to piss off those dms right but then you're going to piss off the people who are like uh well my dm's cool man my dm's got two jobs or he's got a really good job so he pays for everything well my dm makes us pay for his stuff if i want a magic sword i have to pay him for it I, somebody said it in the Friday. I think it was Friday Night Chill Stream chat uh, that a game master where he plays charges for magic items. Wow! <laughs> I've been like, dude, my, he, 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 yeah, he, he might get a baseball bat to the knees if he does. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I know that was kind of a big lead in, but I, or a long lead in, but I needed to. We need to talk about the dungeon master side of it first, and and the idiocy of it's so hard to be a dungeon master no you've made it hard to be a dungeon master through nonsense yes. uh that it doesn't need to be and now watsy is capitalizing on the fact that you've made it hard to be a dungeon master yeah they 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 purposefully gave players too many options and did not explicitly state that it's up to the game master to to uh narrow these options to play in a world so every player thinks they're entitled to every option which makes it harder and harder for the game master to adjudicate a game. Oh, 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 instead of fixing that, 
we will give you tools to adjudicate your game, but you're going to have to pay ten, fifteen dollars I already more. have the tools to adjudicate my game. It's called the nope. player's handbook. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Because all options exist. So you either have to buy all the books <laughs> or or spend five dollars a month to have access to all the all the rules. Yeah, yeah. Five dollars a month for the rest of your goddamn life. Yeah. Are you gonna own them? No. And don't worry, we'll change the rules when we find it to be problematic. Exactly. If you find something problematic, we'll go ahead and change the rule on you. But don't worry, since you don't own the books, we can update your books for you. But I like the rule the way it is. Nope, that means you're wrong. And you should feel bad. And, and yes. the other thing is with that long lead up into this, that's why I was talking about things about rulings, not rules. And I, I had to bring up a bunch of different uh, aspects of this because while this part was short, all those different little nuances is what has led to this. And you, you guys out there can obviously come up with some more as well. I, I've, I just want to point out, you know, singular examples. Uh, Crafty's experience with the OSR is filled with creatives. People looking to create or tweak game systems. This leads to a naturally larger number of GMs as the creators want to run their creation. Absolutely. Sure. And yeah. and OSR makes it easy. If you can imagine, not that I not that I like everybody's imagination, but the truth is, if you can imagine it, you can run it. <laughs> stupid hurts as it should. Right. You know what? You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, right? Mm -hmm. And your stupid prize is the DD loot box. Good job. <laughs> right. Uh, it's good to see you, Squirrel Hermit. I don't see a lot of you here, but uh, so appreciate you showing up. Uh, lethality go. is fun in games. Okay. It, you are you are a current day minority, my friend. Current day minority because the 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 way Watsi has has run their game now is you you start off so so in favor of the gods that you have to fail three rolls, four rolls, five rolls in a row to die. The thing There's is, so is, is, is a, it's crazy. on a onesie and twosie level, even that doesn't bother me. Three death saves or whatever by itself doesn't in and of itself bother me, strangely enough. What bothers me is that you can have a bard from 60, 90 feet away play one tune and, uh, and now you're healed. You can have a spell thrown at you from a mile away, boom, and you're fine. It's I mean, so hard to die. Yeah. It's so hard to die that when it happens, it's an artificially traumatic event. Yes. It yep. should not be a traumatic event. You are an adventurer in a fantasy land of, of zombies and necromancers and lich and dragons. Death should not be a fucking mystery to you. Death should be a fact of life. I think it was on Rolling Bone Stream where the guy that he, he was talking uh, to uh, uh, last Monday, uh, who actually writes a really good book, The Monsters Know What They're Doing, <laughs> He said a couple of things that that was about lethality, and the two things that I remember is one, uh, he he said he felt bad anytime he like he felt as a failure anytime he TPK'd people, because <laughs> I think Crafty said you wrote a book that uh, basically gives a TPK manual. It's not really a TPK manual; it just says this is how I run things right. And the first few times you start running the creatures right, that might happen because you're not just being derp derp derp. I attack this, you know. You're actually using tactics, right? Um, but the second part uh, of that was, um, uh oh. Oh, he, he complained about rust monsters. He's like, oh, rust monsters were just a way to screw over the, the fighter with the plate mail. Right? But think about this. Even if that is the case, between rust monsters, carrion crawlers, gelatinous cubes, uh, uh, bookworms, how many times have you run across a bookworm where you was just like, no, oh my God, no, get it away. <laughs> right? Get it away. Like, 
Every class had something like that. There's yeah. nothing inherently wrong with that. And if you saw Rust Monster, he actually he actually did something on the Rust Monster a couple years ago. They're pretty peaceful. Yeah. They're just going to come after your metal. So if they're peaceful, you might be able to take them out before it gets to you. Yeah. Or throw them a dagger you don't like. It'll slow them down because yeah. they'll stop and eat it. They don't yes. hate you. They don't hate you. They're not going to chase a meal if there's a meal in front of them. Right. They're going to eat that shitty dagger first, which will give you more than enough time to get the hell away. Yep. And then you're gone. They're going to go, oh, he's gone. Oh, well. And then they're going to go, go back to digging their holes in the side of the mountain. Whatever. That's what they're going to do. They don't hate you. They're not monsters. They're creatures. Rust monsters technically are called monsters in the name, but they're only monsters for, for the feelings they evoke in people. Well, they're, monsters also just for the terminology of the game, yeah, anything the that you slay. Yeah. But really, yeah. they're, they're, they're just animals who eat metal. That's it. You know, I mean, you don't want to get in between a hippo and the water, right? You don't want to <laughs> get in, in, in between a rust monster and a metal vein, you know, and an iron vein. You don't want that to happen to you. They're not going to hate you. You're just in the goddamn way. Um. So uh, Crafty uh, adds on here, this is not a letter to players and Dungeon Masters, a letter to investors to make sure investors keep giving money. Right. Yeah. But you knew that this was going to be leaked. Uh, sure, she knew that this was going to be leaked. You knew that this was going to become an issue and people were going to talk about it. And if you're playing into this game, and I'm not talking to Crafty on this part, but if, if you're the type of person, well, you know, I guess I'm just going to throw Watsy my money so I can keep running it. You're just you're a dumb fuck, okay? You're just a dumb fuck. Go. This, we don't promote a lot of OSR here. We're not against it. We don't promote a lot of it because we think that there's too much of it in general. However, I've got a whole row of it there. We've covered Hyperborea, two different versions of uh, of uh, uh, Castles and Crusades. Uh, like We've covered different OSR games. Basic Fantasy, he's covered Basic Fantasy. Like, Go play one of those games. My go-to is Hyperborea. Other people, especially in my uh, channels here, love Castles and Crusades. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Basic Fantasy. That's at cost. You want something that's at cost? Go get Basic Fantasy. PDFs are free. The book is at cost. And you've got stuff. So uh, stop pandering to Watsi's bullshit. Shills. And then lessons to take from this. This was good. Don't let ladies become CEOs of TTRPG companies. And don't let anyone named Williams in charge either. Now, where does that stem from for the people who don't know? Uh, TSR, uh, the ousters of Gary Gygax at TSR was Lorraine Williams. <laughs> and now this is, what was her name? Christine Williams? What the fuck was her name? I don't know. Uh, do, 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 do. I already forgot her name. This other Williams. <laughs> like, like, so if a female with the last name of Williams takes over your gaming company, you're screwed. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> start, start making <laughs> contingency plans now. So. All right. Uh, I don't really want to beat that down anymore unless you think that there's anything left on the table. I get the comments ready. No, that's that's about it. Just uh, just do not let uh, a game try and force you into paying money every like I, I like if even for video games, if I pay 50 bucks for a video game, I expect it to be a complete video game. It's, a, it's just that video game companies are, have the opposite expectation. They will sell you a game that is not a complete game for 50 bucks and then expect you to buy all the DLCs later to make it the complete game. I don't play that. I'm not, I'm not playing that little deal. 
Yeah, I really like Castles and Crusades. Don't get me wrong, Malachi. It's just uh, for, for my flavor. It's weird because I love the rules of Hyperborea. I just don't like the setting. <laughs> I don't like the whole floating around Saturn thing. You know, I can, th I can throw that part out and just make it a more D&D-S type world. I, I like Hyperborea. I think Jeffrey Tulanian, if I said his name right, Northwind Adventures, done a really great job. I think people should check it out. But Castles and Crusades from Troll Lord Games, also freaking fantastic. Like, what else? I mean... Oh, Adventures Dark and Deep, Adventure Conquer King System. Uh, what else do I have there? Well, DCC gets you know, for some people might not be a cup of tea. All right, but, all right let's let's move on. Uh, no, but it's it's important to say that there's just options all over the place for people to play. Drive Through RPG has lots of five dollar AAA games that happen to be twenty years old but still work. Yeah, fuck. We're still all waiting right. almost a year now for for his uh, Shadowrun series. <laughs> But you told me no one wants to. I, I know. We're <laughs> just messing with you now. All right. Comment one from last week where we talked. What did we talk about last week? Race versus species. That's yep. right. The game mechanics need to be setting agnostic. Then the setting presents the world and the races and societies in that world. So generally speaking, let's use like our Dragonlance example. Yes, you have your core D&D &D rules with, uh, with halflings and elves and dwarves. Oh, my. And then you have Dragonlance come out and say, you know what? Scratch the whole halfling thing. We got some Kender over here. Scratch the whole orc thing. We're going to go with Draconians. Great. Absolutely great. Or Minotaurs. Or Minotaurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to get, yeah, you could play Minotaurs. If you had a DM that allowed it, you could play Minotaur or, or the Urda, which are ogre types. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. The, uh, the, the point is, like, you have the core setting that doesn't need to include all that stuff. The setting that includes that but again 5e did what it got away, settings. away from settings yep so everything is possible which means everything sucks yep troll now trollful oh my god trollful <laughs> troll had a, had a comment this no i i love it don't give me i do read them i absolutely do read them i've had people send me messages like uh do you actually read this crap yes i do i don't always respond back to them because i don't have time to write my own book in return but i absolutely do read them now I had to find the portion out of this that was important and apropos to what I wanted to talk about. And this is the one I picked out. You can read the rest of the comments to find out what Truffle had to say about a great many topics. <laughs> so uh, Truffle says, before anything else, you know I think Watsi's wrong. Badly wrong. I think the term race should stay and shouldn't be replaced with species. For the record, because apparently I didn't make this point well known, I agree with that. I don't think race is the wrong term to use. Stressing the word wrong. I like species because I want you to think of them as species. Yes, as completely separate entities that that have separate views on life, separate yeah. worldviews, se separate way of, of thinking of the same situation. Right. Like, it's in, 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 instead of black people and white people, think of cats and dogs. They're going to react to the same thing in a in very different way. Unlike people They're oh you, you know you know it's coming out of that comment right there oh god well you know that's not actually a species that'd be genus or family i was like oh my god i'm oh not god. trying Shut to be scientific and that's actually something we'll get to in a moment here when it comes to the the the, the pantry of what exactly it means because truffle did try to call me out on one something's like well you don't care about how species is used and you said that a book can define anything how it wants well that's not the same as the whole change from he to they no because one is changing culture one is just a dumb rule in a book like th th those are completely different. That's an apples and oranges argument for me. So yeah. I think both Watsi 
And mm, there, cultural consultants are all idiots who don't deserve paychecks. By the way, Truffle does come from that fake land of Ouija boards where smoke signals. I don't know how we talk, but uh, uh, down under. Uh, I think anyone whining about this and demanding race be removed, especially for the critical stupidity of being tokenistically replaced with species, is a stupid racist problematic moron and i know you don't like the word problematic but i do like it when it gets thrown back at those assholes I, who do that stuff i don't like it in general i just think it's a bad word but you know i i get it i get it i i un, i understand where where truffles coming from yes now i already talked about this at the beginning of the stream but uh come on let's add this on here Truffle uh, did not like what Flady had to say about uh, gender and kind of wish we had called them out over it and so forth. And so here's the thing. This is my response. I, ge I generally wrote my response at the bottom down there. Yes, gender has been used for hundreds of years. But the modern interpretation of gender and sex being separate started with postmodernists in the 1960s. Again, look at John, Dr. John Money, that asshat. Uh, again, if you have any respect for that guy, I want I honestly I want you to die. Yeah, uh, him, him and Kinsey, they were pedophiles and monsters. Is it Kinsey? Oh, I thought it was Kinsey yeah. for some reason. Okay, Kinsey, yeah, absolutely. They, they are flat-out monstrous people, and if you support that ideology, well, you know, they weren't wrong about everything. Well, neither was Hitler, but again, because Hitler drank water, you can't drink water. Look, they were wrong about this, greatly wrong about this, and they're trying to sell you a bill of sales, okay? I'm not saying this to Truffle. I'm saying this to all of you out there. But that wasn't the point of the discussion. The point of the discussion, now I can go back to watch it to get all the nuances. I don't care that much. I just know what was rattling around in my brain during the segment. Is that this nonsense started in the 1960s with the postmodernists. It's really started in the 30s. Shut the hell up. 1960s in university with the postmodernists. Um, and really took steam in the 1990s. In, in, in college. Acad academia, yep. Yeah, in academia, but it didn't get to common parlance until 2015 or one right. generation after. And yeah. that specifically, the 2015 time frame, I don't think was an exact date of like on July 4th. No, yeah, it's it's when that. gaming, when D&D 5e really hit the shelves. I mean, D&D Next was before then. I get it. But that's where it hit in the in our sphere. That's why that date is important. And this this gets to the pedantry again. I love Truffle's long comments. But this is the pedantry that you hear me complaining about a lot recently, where it's like context matters. And the context of what we were talking about, because I think it was Heathen Dog that said it, there was nothing wrong with the 2015 date. Because in gaming, that's where it was the gut punch. Yep. That's where everyone saw it. Okay, it is Kinsey. Okay. Yep. And then finally, Jedi Knight says, what Heathen Dog said at 42 minutes don't know what it was uh is absolutely key you cannot magically remove the psychosis from your head by the way that's how you write a comment you put the timestamp in there thank you by the way truffle does that a lot too puts the timestamps in there so that makes it real quick that i can go back ah okay that's what was said so thank you for doing that jedi knight the people pushing the narrative that innocuous words have power to cause damage in the real world and that's most of the forum traffic on DD beyond that's interesting to note and all their moderators yeah <laughs> all the moderate great are not well the last thing they need is a gaming table. I don't know. You did, did see that this new thing came out where Dungeons and Dragons is now officially therapy. <laughs> yeah. They should be using their disposable income to hire therapists or personal trainers. Either one will work. Either one will work. You either stop being a, a fat blue haired slob or, or you, you fix your, your daddy issues that you all have for some reason. 
choose one. I mean, ideally both, but <laughs> I'm not expecting the world here. Choose one of them. Uh, so was it, I'd be willing to bet that the anxiety and depression caused them to go down this rabbit hole could easily be ameliorated with regular exercise, yeah. vitamin D, no, <laughs> some it, B12. It, it's it's <laughs> actually amazing where a, a, a lot of people don't understand the link between physical health and mental health. Yes. If you are, if you are physically shitty, your mind is going to be, your mood is going to be affected by that. I'm a, I'm a fat fucking slob. I go up one, one flight of stairs. I got a break because I can't breathe anymore. This world isn't fair. These stairs should call me up. Exactly. So if you get yourself in physical shape, you are going to generally feel better about yourself. So your mood will be enhanced and, and the rest of your life will be a little bit better. And sometimes, especially if you really are a horrible fat slob, it'll take you a month or so before you actually start feeling the good side effects of that. But there and, are also, there's course, also science behind second wind. I mean, things yeah. like that. I mean, if, if you are if you are a fat, slobby little job of the hut bitch, <laughs> like like a lot of people are, a lot of people are, then it's going to take you six months, eight months, 10 months, 12 months to actually lose all that weight. But during the journey, you are going to feel better about yourself. You're going to look in the mirror and not spit on it like you used to see uh, people have not i mean there, there's a couple people that don't know me that have started kind of chuckling at me but the people that i actually talk to for the most part don't so i work uh so where i work we have the these you actually see it on a map two concentric circles one is a half mile if you walk all around it one is a full mile if you walk all the way around it. i walk mm -hmm. around the one mile and then the half mile. So I and i try to do that twice a day but i don't i mean sometimes i actually have work to do and i can't do that i also wear leg weights I wear four pound ankle weights as well. Now, most people don't know it, but a couple of times they've fallen off me. And uh, I was like, oh, you wear leg weights? Oh my God. Like, yep. Because I can't run in work gear. <laughs> Especially when it's, a, it was 81 degrees the other day. I can't run and I'm not going to go change, blah, 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 just to walk around, you know, those circles. So I put on leg weights, which helps me walk, you know, get a little more exercise in. You know, it's do what you have to do and don't let people laugh or tease or whatever. We, uh, you guys have heard this on the Friday chill stream before. I'm not sure about this one, but there's a guy I worked with back at my last uh, organization. when I was in Germany, we were driving down uh, the road and he saw this really uh, pretty chunky <laughs> woman running. And he was like, hey, fuck <laughs> you. good on her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. She's doing something about it. You're, what, what the f now? If 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 she was sitting at the bench eating ho hos, make fun of her all you want, but she she she's running trying to change her life. Fuck you for demeaning her. Get out of my car. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't said it any better. That, and and that's kind of what I told him as well. It's like, look, man, we're sitting here in a fucking car driving. That person's trying. Just try and stop with the I can'ts. Yeah, I can't. Yes, you can. If you can't walk, roll. If you can't roll, crawl. I, you can do something. Unless you're a fucking quadriplegic, you can move. Yeah. My knees are bad. There's a pool. Yep. There's a pool. And they even have exercises for that. Yep. There you go. You know? So. You know, you're not going to have a lot of leg days first. Okay, fine. Up, upper body's where it's at for you right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. But when you lose 20 pounds, you're going to figure out that your knee problems aren't a problem anymore. It's funny how that asthma goes away yeah. too. And you just have knees now. <laughs> Not bad knees, just knees. Holy crap, now 15 miles a day? Whew. 
There you go. And walking is good exercise, folks. Yes. And yeah, running and swimming and so forth I mean, are better. It's, but it's not spectacular. You're not going to see gains like these massive gains in a in a week, two weeks, a month. But over the course of a year, if you're walking a lot, you're going to see it. It's going to happen for you, and it's going to be more sustainable. And don't worry about instant gratification no. unless the, unless a doctor tells you to. Obviously, consult your doctor first. But if your doctor says you got to get this shit off in two months, well, just remember John Candy. Um, but uh, if just walk, we're yeah. I, I, unless unless it's emergent, your exercise does not need to be severe. Right. You know, do do a little bit at a time. Walk for a mile for the first month and walk for a mile and a half, two miles, Hell, whatever. Remember when we joined the Air Force? What was the first week? One lap, quarter mile. What was yep. the second week? Two laps, half mile. What was the third week? Until we got up to six laps, a whole mile and a half. Woohoo, Air Force. Yep. But now, to be fair, we were run well, okay, we were fast walking. <laughs> God, that was it's the only time in my life I had shin splints. Oh my God, because we were running so slowly. But start, that's okay. One lap. Start with that, but you've got to get in the habit of it. And I, and the person, and then Jedi Knight, I think your comment is spot on with, with that. So yeah, the, the, the normal, uh, suburban block, you go around it. It's between a quarter and a third of a mile. The normal one. Start with that around the block, walk around the block. Yep. Then after a week or two, walk around the two blocks. Every morning and evening, it's different people, but there are people who do that here. I live kind of in a cul-de-sac area, so they go around the big way, then they come up the cul-de-sac, come back down, and then go back. It's actually not that far. I'd have to do two, uh, two and a half of those in order to equal what I was doing at work, but I could do that here as well. It's convenient. I mean, yep. It's always there. Yep. It's never snow. It's never snowed out. It's it's never closed. You can always do it. So do it. Exactly. Yeah. And and I hate to sound like a Nike commercial, but he's right. You just have to start. Yeah. That that's that's it. Don't think about it. Don't do it. in fact, when I used to work out in the morning, I hate working out in the mornings. The the days that I did well are the days that I just got up and left and didn't even realize is in my car driving to work like, "Oh, okay, here we go. Now the morning's starting." Versus the ones I'm like, "Oh god. Got to work out. I got to do this. I got to do that." All of a sudden, I'm talking myself out of it. Just go. Just don't even think about it. Roll your butt out of bed. Have that bag ready the, the night before and just go. So anyway. So. All right. Wow. Let's. Uh, this, this became a whole health narrative. Didn't mean to do that. I, well, but but there's there's points to that because I think a lot like you said, the, the, the ties between mental health and physical health. How many times? Are, we don't do it here, but like with the video game screens, streams. Uh, remember, sitting is the new smoking and yeah. secondhand sitting kills. Don't yep. kill your loved ones. It's Get a up joke. And it's kind of, it's a joke, but every once in a while, you got to get up and walk around or else you're going to hurt your body, which is, which is going to make you feel bad. And then you're going to be depressed. That's how it works. When you physically feel better, you will be generally happier. It's crazy. And that's a perfect stopping point right there. I like that. All right, let's, uh, let's get, you want to do the link or do the join us? Okay. All right, let's, we're going to move on to segment three here. Oh, my God, it's four o'clock already. Five o'clock your time. Um, so if you, uh, you want to join us, you got to be a follower or subscriber. Pithy one topic or anecdote. Watch the language. Don't go there. You guys know the rules, and we are going to rush through this somewhat quickly. So uh, make your point. We'll comment. You get a follow-up, and then you're out. Don't try to tell us a story. Yep. Max must have watched uh, Tenkar's Gamer's Health stream last night. Nope. 
I've never watched one of his uh, one of his streams. I know he has them, and good for him, I guess, for having them. I, I don't know if they're involved, so maybe he's got bad advice. I doubt it, though. I'm not a big Tankar fan. I don't dislike him. I just also don't really like him. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Like I, yeah. But uh, hey, if he's got uh, he's got some health streams that are helping gamers, good for him. Yeah, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. You're right, Al. And believe me, I don't always like to exercise. No, no, neither do I. I mean, uh, when uh, when my son was born, I was 188 pounds. When when you knew me in uh, in the Air Force, I was 145 to 150. What? So add 38 pounds to to that. That's how much. That's how much weight I had. And I went downstairs and my boobs jiggled. I was like, nope, that was, that was it for me. That was the wake up moment. It's like, no, no, this is not good. So I did hardcore diet exercise, hardcore. I, I did the insanity workout and it was horrible. I hated it. But in six months time, I lost 20 pounds. And my, my problem is strictly diet. Like that, that is the, that is the big thing for breakfast. I eat uh, yogurt, bananas, nuts, you know, whatever my wife puts on there. So uh, I, I eat generally healthy there. Plus uh, the green stuff that crafty now knows about that, that I put on, uh, or, or did you get the collagen? Uh, did you get the green shit or the collagen? I forget either way. Then for lunch, I eat a dry salad because I don't like dressing and I don't like goo. You know, other people do. And I also don't like cooked vegetables. So I have a dry salad, spinach, uh, lettuce, either romaine or butter lettuce. Uh, sure. So some all of some some more nuts for protein and so forth on there. Um, and then but when I come home, I eat like a seven year old. Yeah. It's all and, and the 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 main thing is portion control. When my wife gives me one, say like one wrap, I do fine. I hate it because I want more. My body's like, I want more. Oh, give me more and i'll look at her and be like where's the rest of it but if i get one i do fine if she gives me two i get fat yep all right we'll wait for nerdy ogre's internet to catch up with him he's spinning dog he's spinning he's spinning what's oh, the green shit yeah I, I like the i like the green shit i put that green shit on my yogurt on my yogurt bananas but if i get I, one I, I get fine. okay now, now i, I hear fat. myself Wow, that's that's like a while ago. Yeah, that's really behind. Oh, he's he's locked up now. This always happens. He'll get it figured out. <laughs> We're used to this with him now. Okay. But yeah, I I like the green stuff, crafty, and like uh, like I said, I put that on my yogurt. Uh, like I said yogurt, banana, blueberries, blueberries for antioxidants. I'm not a big blueberry fan. I I really don't like blueberries. But they're great to catch up with him. I hear myself again. Oh. There we go. I think he's okay. Nerdy ogre, can you hear us? You froze again. Green shit on my yogurt. <laughs> it's like it's like a max soundboard. It's great. All right. Uh oh. He's spinning again. He's spinning. If I wasn't used to this from him, I, I would be like, well, some other time. We also don't have anybody behind him, so maybe we only have one person today. That's cool. Which is fine. Nope, he's gone. The real Max Hedrum, please stand call, up. Yeah, caller, please turn down your radio, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to get set up first. So. First time caller, long time listener. Ravenslayer said he lost 60 pounds. Good for you, Ravenslayer. That's awesome. Outstanding. Yeah. Oh, oh, and age. Age was a big thing for me, too. When when I hit 
30 <laughs> to 32. My metabolism went down. That's when I gained the 30 pounds. And then I exercised. I changed my diet. I got back down to 150. And I was riding clear up until about 45. Then my metabolism went down again. Yeah. And now mine was actually sooner than yours on both regards. Mine was 26. And then in my like around 35. Ah, okay. And I've been fighting the pooch since 35. Yep, I All right, Mark Hawkman, what you got? I honestly think the whole like race versus species thing is just one of those things where people are just not even thinking about what it means in universe. Like, <laughs> what do you mean in universe? Like, uh, like in the game itself, when 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 players are talking to other players or NPCs about about species instead of race. Yeah, I mean, because like uh, one example that I've I've used a few times is different kinds of elves. For I mean, are they logically different species? Mm, no. Well, but... in 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 some games, elves are what I would call radically different. In some games, they're not. They're just elves that live in jungle, or elves that live in forest, or or elves that that live you know basically the same. But then uh, there's a different games... example. Is the Hang chromatic on. dragons okay? What about they're them? literally all? Uh, yes, they are all of beings. these race slash species in one. They're their own thing, but their own thing is made up of everyone else's thing. So how well, do you classify them? Okay, I get the, that. The, the in-universe lore for them is that they are literally all children of Tiamat. Physically, what, I, you you posted that. What lore? F find that for me. Where does it is say that, that? First edition D and D. I mean, it might. I, I I don't ever remember reading that, but then again, there might be a it's, setting it's, for it's that. It's the reason why she's called Mother of Dragons. Okay. Uh, where where did you where did you read yeah. it? Where did you read it? That's what we want to know. And if you go back to some Sumerian Marduk thing, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna disavow. No, we want yeah. a we want a book. We want to we want a D and D want a D and D reference. D &D so, to be honest, it, uh, my the, my source for it was probably secondhand stuff, but. But but here's the but here's I want I want to counter that because you look at sparrows right now and different sparrows are different species even though they're all sparrows I could argue I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm just saying I could argue that uh, because green dragons and red dragons don't mate they're different species or different genuses if we even want to go that far with it that green dragons propagate green dragons red dragons propagate red dragons you don't see a brown dragon I know there's one out there. Uh, but but generally of the five chromatic dragons or five metallic dragons, they only procreate within themselves. So I could make an argument for them being their own species. Draco Draconis rugis, uh Draconis avertus, you know, something like that. You know. uh, but it, it, it's just one of those things. It's like the, the specific word use has a different meaning and reflection of what is being talked about. That is true. In a very pedantic sense, you, you could have a problem in your game, but if, if someone were to bring that up in my game where I was Dungeon Master, well, now if you change what race into species, it actually changes what it means to, to exist and all the... Uh, that's, that's, you're that's, reading too much into it. Shut up. Shut up. Too much well, into it. Th that's not the angle I was going with for it, because like just categorizing the things you have in the game influences the way that, that they get used in the world. That is 
thought process. I well, that that goes back to the argument uh, that that I saw in a bunch of comments that I don't I don't like. I do not like this argument. That's why I didn't entertain most of them. And the same thing that uh, that uh, Daniel, what's his nuts, not Asian Kwan said about uh, well, do you have to define species? No, the book's going to define that for you. That's why I don't care. Like even in chat right now, well, was it uh, Flady just put the well species can procreate uh, different species? I don't care. I don't care. Let's. I don't care that it's, it should be genus and not species if you're going to be scientific. I'm not being scientific. I'm using a word that people understand. I 100% am okay with the term race. I'm just not against the term species. And apparently that's got people feeling ways about things like, well, species can do this. I don't fucking care. I literally don't care yeah, what the yeah, scientific yeah. definition of species is. Yeah, if if it if it's defined in bold letters in the goddamn book that that race is this, it, th does that mean that's that's what race means in real life? No, it's what means it's what race means in the context of this game. If you want to replace that word with the word species, also in bold type with the same definition, I'll just say okay. I, and I, I've won't, seen I won't think about it. I I've seen stories where that went horrible wrong because of the, the the writer choosing to do something that was just dumb now if you're writing a novel that's different you have to conform to more uh to more exacting language just because of the medium that you're in or you but, have to make sure your definition exactly, is well make sure defined your definitions are correct you know for for the language that, that you're speaking or else people won't understand Whereas in a role-playing game, you can define the terms you're using if they're not commonly used in that way. You can define it. You, you boldface the word, put a see, little... In, in my setting, in white dragon, blue dragon, green dragon, red dragon, and black dragon all yiff together to form techesis or Tiamat. Yiff? Yiff? Yeah. The fuck is a yiff? I, I forgot the name of the book, Look it but, up. but there's one novel I, I read many years back that I hated after reading it because of the fact that it took me halfway through the novel to figure out that what the writer of the novel was using the word wand to mean was what is normally referred to as a sword. A wand okay. equals a sword? As long as it's I defined. I don't understand why the, the writer did this. And no, it was not defined anywhere. I had to figure it out with context clues. <laughs> okay. That is weird. You're right. All right, all right. Well, this this has gone on long here, uh, so it's yeah. time. I'm getting yelled at for not knowing what yiffing is. I mean, no, no, should you, I? No, no, no. You don't want to. All right, Mark okay. Hawkman. Thank you all very righty. much. You yeah. have a good one. Thanks. You don't want to know. Okay, great. Then stop talking about it. <laughs> you really don't want to know. Okay, good. All right, nerdy ogre. I will play. I'll send him the link to Furry Forest. He'll learn it. Um, okay, nerdy um, ogre. What's going on? All right. Heathen dog, you're wrong. Oh uh, shit! Nima, Nima didn't uh, target spellcasters. As a matter of fact, they recruited them. It was it was the civilian population that did, and understandably, yeah. Because if you look in the Rise of Magic, in one of uh, um, in one of General Sawyer's uh, inputs, she told a story of this uh, girl, uh, like eight year old little girl. Her mommy yep, was sad. Yep. Weather so control. I remember. Hard. Yeah. And you know, and that made mommy even sad. Mommy, she thought the girl was the girl thought mommy was even sadder because of, it wasn't all the spring wasn't all over the place. 
No, mommy was sad because mommy now you heard you're a little girl as a freak of nature. Yes. So it wasn't Nima. As a matter of fact, if Nima found out about it, they recruited him. And um, but uh, yeah, it was they they were kind of so. The, so what you're saying is that the coalition went populist. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, as a matter when um, when uh, Joseph Prosek, uh, um, uh, Carl Prosek's grandfather fought uh led you know fought against uh the federation of magic they had magic users on their sides fighting against they had like tolkien and laszlo or you know the foundings of those fighting against the federation of magic because federation of magic was pretty much uh necromancers and those who allied and with demons. all kinds of supernatural intelligences and stuff just yeah. the, the, the bad folk in the universe but now, now, when when Carl was coming up, he learned about this old figure, Adolf Hitler, and uh, he learned from them that if you want to unite a people, you have to give no, them something to be united Lord. against. Actually exactly right. Yes. Smart. When, so, goddamn so smart. Do, so what you do is you focus the people's hate against a specific group of people, and uh, you know. So uh, Carl. He focused it against DBs and spellcasters, and so that is why, that is why now uh, coalitions are against you know spellcasters. They weren't okay, against right. uh, spellcasters right. and, and uh, all DBs well, from the get go. Sure. Because segment three doesn't here's, show up, he'll get a lot of comments on that anyway. Here's the problem. <laughs> Here, here's the problem. If the people wanted one of these spellcasters gone. And would would end up killing their own brother, sister, son, father, whatever, if, if they if they exhibited these abilities. What's what's Nima gonna do? Turn away? Take look a blind eye? What? Nothing? Well I mean, you only no, have so many people uh, left. You can't imprison them all. You know? Well, if they didn't do well, if they didn't actually if they didn't actually break any crimes. Now a lot of the now some of these spellcasters. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what the percentage was, but the spellcasters, they tried to form gangs, and a lot of them were, were trying to become warlords and, yeah. and take over certain areas. And, and so, yes, the people put those down. And yes, it was justified. And yes, even Nima went up against those and put those guys down. But those with, uh, who uh, uh, discovered that they have magical powers and said, hey, I can use this to help people. And they used it to feed and heal the wounded. Nima said, okay, well, your neighbors are going to hate you, and they're going to kill you first chance they get. Come with us. So Nima protected them. As a, as a secret task force or whatever, you know, keep it on the down low. It's just Nima people helping people. It's all good. You know, don't advertise the, the fact that we have psychics and mages on our side. And it's again, secrecy breeds all this badness and Nima did it from jump. They made mistake after mistake in hindsight, mistake after mistake to cause the coalition to naturally organically happen. But each mistake in the moment is completely understandable. I mean, in, in this case right here, that, that, that psychic or that fledgling magic user has utility to save people's lives. So Nima is going to use that because their job is to save people's lives. But 
people do not trust spellcasters and psychics. So we're going to keep it secret. In the moment, it seems like a good call, but it was another paving stone on the way to becoming the coalition. Well, no, it's it's uh, that that's not right. It wasn't natural. It wasn't organic. Because again, Carl, whenever he started out, whenever he was old enough and and got high enough in there, he started gearing everything against. No, no, instead, you're you're trying to blame Nazis on Hitler. You're you're trying to blame the coalition on Carl. It's not going to work. No one here is dumb enough. It's in the lore. It's in the book. I'll, it. I'll go straight. I'll it. find it. Where it's it. there. Stop. There you go. All right. Oh, wow. No one, no one is dumb enough to to say, "Oh, if we remove Hitler, Nazis would never have happened." Bullshit. If we remove Karl Prosek, the the coalition uh against against coalition going against all magic users would never happen. Bullshit. It just would have been someone else. All the, of the well, steps were laid out beforehand, and that was the logical conclusion. That isn't fully what? true, but but uh, and and without without Hitler, would there have been Nazism? Yes, because Hitler was more of a voice at one point. He just kind of joined the nonsense that was going on. Bolsheviks were the same thing. However, uh, all it takes is one person that people can rally behind, and that starts a fire. But the sentiment has right. to be there. It has to be there already. And you just, you just lit sure. the spark in this whole, you know, uh, gasoline filled room. You just lit the spark. If mm -hmm. you were gone, was that place still going to blow up? Yes. Cause someone else would have come in there and lit the spark. It's it could have also gone the other way though. That, that changes a country. It's the, it's the country was led to the edge and one person just gave that final push. Could have been anyone. Happened right. It be could have been anyone that did the pushing. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying. No, but I'm not. The organization was ready for it up to that moment. It was already the way was paved. It could have also it could have also been pointed away from from anti magic. It could have been pointed pro magic. Could have been, but, but no. See, but Carl Prozac, the guy who was in charge of 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 the the, the propaganda, he pointed it. Towards anti, because he needed a group of people to have the general populace to hate. Yes. And so, two, two things, because these are supposed to be the short call-ins here. Um, he I pointed agree it. Either. Hold on. No, 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 we, we, Dirty we, Ogre, I get it. I get everything you're saying. I just don't agree with it. The reason being, I don't believe a single person can decide, can change the course of a nation. It doesn't happen like that. The nation had to be ready, primed to make that turn. And this one person was just the face of it, charismatic enough to nudge in the direction they already wanted to go. The flip side to that is somebody could have also come in and pushed it the other way, but didn't. Exactly. So, in one, so in one regard, in one regard, uh, yes, he's the face of it. He's again hitler was not the cause of nazism you're right about that um but people could have come in and said ho 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 hold on but this would have to happen before the kaiser was removed but whoa we're moving we're moving pretty extreme here folks uh let's stand up against that and sooner or later the populace is going to determine and guess what in germany the populace did determine look at the marches 
Look at the anti-marches. Look who ended up winning. I don't know enough about the coalition side, and, and I've got to be honest, guys, this is supposed to be a quick call-in portion of it. If we want to debate this, we can do it you know, actually as a segment next week or something. But uh, uh, the, the flip side of that is if somebody could have came and got, guys, we've gone too far. And if the populace is like, you know, split 50-50, this could have gone a different way. Okay. I mean, I don't know what the I, book says. I don't. Both, I don't care. Though I'm just talking human I, nature. So, both sorry. nerdy yoga and I have more to say, but no. That's yeah, great. It's, it's, it's a great. It's a, it's a great discussion yeah, yeah, no. that, that we can okay, have. It, on. Yeah, it has to be quick. And, and, and. <laughs> so, right, they, but no, I, I mean, I see where you're coming from, and you're partially right. But no, no, it was engineered. It was engineered by the guy in charge of the propaganda. It's like seeing somebody walk on a fence line. You can push them on this side of the fence. You can push them on that side of the fence. The anti-magic and, uh, and and anti-DB sentiment was already in the uh, in in the civilians' uh, uh, minds, yes, but it could have been pointed away from saying, "Hey, we can use these." Now, with, that, with that, with that, with, with that, I'm going to leave the last word for this. I yeah, I, I do appreciate it, Nerdy Ogre, and you have a good Thank one. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be rude to Nerdy Ogre, but this is, I, I let Mar Hawkman on here too long as well. So, uh, it, it's just a matter like d good discussion. And like, here we go. Uh, but it's not for segment three. That's not a segment three <laughs> type, yeah, type thing. Fair enough. So, fair enough. uh, segment two but, thing. but yeah, if you guys want to actually have some time this week to research it, you two work it out and we can, uh, finish off. Cause this next week's going to be your last one for the year, right? So if they want to talk about it there, that'd be a, a, a good segment two or even a segment one, depending. I don't know what your plans were for segment one next week yet. But uh, so, no, I did not skip the super chat. It starred. I, I won't skip it because you paid 20 bucks for it. It's just it was covering up his face. And he the nug was the one that removed it off the screen, not me. I did. Uh, I removed it off the screen. All I heard was uh, furries effing without showering. Uh, and then, nope, I don't want to read that. Well, uh, for $20, I'll read it. I guess okay. this is where I'm more of a shill than than Ethan Dog. He'll sell out to to Raid Shadow Legends. He won't sell it to Crafty. Oh, uh, for twenty dollars. Thank you for the twenty dollars. Crafty says, "I'll sell out to furries." <laughs> okay, fair. I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Furries fucking without showering off. See, oh, God. Strap no, no, go ahead, read it. Go strap ahead. ons on fire from fiction off the belt of Orion. The cat. Gross. All these this memories is, will be lost in time, like jizz in the rain. What's that? This is a Blade Runner reference, if you haven't realized it yet. No, I watch Blade Runner. I don't watch Blade Runner. I don't like okay, Blade Runner. Well, this, 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 is a, this is a playoff of Rutger Hauer's uh, speech in okay. the rain on top of the rooftop, whatever. Yeah. I thought he was doing a Kansas thing here. All no. we are is jizz in the rain. No. No. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, you guys know this. Actually, you're not in the same boat with me on this one. Like, we're neither of us are really Blade Runner fans. I'm not, but that that was a really, really good quote. I mean, it was it was a really good line. And from what I understand, Rutger Howard wrote most of it. All right. Well, now that we're th uh, completely grossed out and uh, ready to go again, I want to be very clear. Both Mar Hawkman and, and Nerdy Ogre, we're trying to be rude to you guys, but this is supposed to be. Pop, 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 radio call-in stuff when it comes to segment three. Nerdy Ogre, Heathen Dog, have a discussion on Discord if you want to continue that and have a full-on segment about it later, but be prepared if you're going to do it um, because it would have to be a full segment. I'm prepared uh, with the band hammer. <laughs> well, I'm not doing a debate. Come on now. So...
<laughs> if I'm losing the debate, bing. <laughs> oh, oh, we lost connection. Oh, he got banned. I wonder how that happened. It's crazy. Coalition right. right there, baby. Coalition right there. <laughs> all right. I think you guys are aware, but I want to thank all of our monetary backers, our viewers, and those who donate to the charity. Really appreciate you guys being here. Chat was going, of course, as always. I do read the chats. I only throw a few of them up on the screen. That's okay. If you want to guarantee your stuff gets up there, even if you got something really disgusting to say, and as long as it's not well, something that will absolutely get me kicked off YouTube, super chat it. And then you get some furry comments up there like crafty. <laughs> whatever and you guys probably know well enough uh when we're streaming thursday nights sunday nights i got the bots working back on discord again so it should actually start announcing those things better check the links in the description below rumble 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 if there's one thing i'm asking folks to do right now it's to back us on or subscribe to us uh, on rumble uh because uh we are getting people that are trying to to report our content I am not going to change how I deliver the content. So if YouTube kicks me off, I have to have somewhere else to go. And my uh, venue of choice would be Rumble. But without 100 subscribers, they won't let me stream there. So if you could do me a favor, go over to our channel. It's in the description below and give us a subscription. Just, subscribe. Just click yeah. on the subscribe button. It's it's the same thing as, as YouTube. It doesn't really doesn't cost anything, right? Just click on it and you're good. And then I don't... We'll, be able to, we'll be able to stream for there. I don't know if Rumble has an app, Malachi. I, I don't know. Um, I do so little on my phone. I think it does. Now that I think about it, but I, I don't remember. Okay. Of course, there's our charity. Crafty says the link doesn't work. I'll look into that, find out why it's not working. I don't know. It's weird. And of course, you guys know hashtag RPGate. You've been with us long enough. So I am going to give um, Ethan Dog the reins to talk us out i hope every single one of you has a wonderful week hope to see you again on the friday night show stream and next sunday as a well i guess i'll have to wait to see what we're talking about next week on sunday oh the link on legionmyth.tv is bro oh, okay I'll, I'll check that out uh, it's broken cool but uh right. there you go all right so uh hopefully uh i gave a, a little bit of light on the idea that uh the coalition while objectively an evil organization if you go back to its roots it started off as a completely altruistic uh environment that just wanted the best for people wanted to protect them and these were small incremental steps over a couple of hundred years during the dark ages that changed a uh a, a paramilitary peacekeeping group to a fascist fundamentalist regime this didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen no matter what Nerdy Ogre says because of a single person. It happened in steps, in small increments over lots of time to where the end result was inevitable. I mean, if, if, you, if you look at uh, The Dark Knight, uh, uh, Nolan's uh, Dark Knight with Christian Bale, uh, the idea of Two-Face where you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Well, Nima lived long enough to become the villain. They're, the way that they the way they had to help people survive turn them evil does that make them bad i don't know it depends on your point of view are you inside the cs or outside the cs are you under their umbrella of absolute protection or not it's up to you they are evil but are they a necessary evil for humanity to survive some would say yes so again take your take your fascist empire with a grain of salt 
They didn't, they didn't get there because of one guy. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a single generation. It happened over time. Germany became, became Nazi Germany from World War I over the course of several dozen years. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen because of one guy. NEMA became the coalition over a couple hundred years during the Dark Ages. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen because of one guy. There were steps that made the next step possible, made the next step more likely. So remember that when you're when you're researching any fascist regime, it may have been a bunch of choir boys at the beginning. 